0: on everybody welcome back to another episode of the switch it up podcast season four episode 12 my name is tyler joined as always by my co-host colby colby welcome to the new year of our lord 2023 how are you doing on this this fine january day
1: yeah happy new year to you and everyone at home listening I'm doing uh, pretty well. Can't really complain. Today was a complete off day from work and in the gym. So just been enjoying my my downtime, getting re- getting ready for some you know career stuff with next semester coming up. Last semester, so gonna hit it hard. Get 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 to the finish line here. But yeah, uh, we both go back to um, the dreaded school here in about a week. So enjoying our final days before we have to go be adults again. Me more so now than ever, but. yeah haven't done much gaming just been kicking back relaxing and finding other ways to unwind how how have you been doing my friend
0: uh i've been doing well uh i i i feel like everyone like has some sort of like side hustle job over this winter break but i i don't have any or at least they have like you know studies to still do I, i really have nothing i've just sort of been sitting around twiddling my thumbs But uh, So I have gotten some some more gaming in. Specifically, I finished a game that uh, my co-host here was so gracious to recommend to me. Uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion uh, has been completed. And I feel like that warrants its own episode at some point, so I won't go too into detail on that. What a trip. (laughs) What a trip indeed. I think it took me about 11 hours to beat. Uh, (laughs) speed because yeah i did not do everything in the game i skipped out on some of the side quests but it was a very fun game uh but i'm sure we'll talk about our specific thoughts uh even later in this episode but i also started uh sonic frontiers uh much to the elation of our good friend brock from the outcast podcast did the big did the big man in the red suit bring that one uh, the the big man the, well actually no because my my brother was the one who who got that for me. Uh my brother actually was the one who got me Crisis Core and uh, Frontiers, I believe. So he, not he to uh,
1: himself Crisis Core, what a fake fan.
0: Well, he also just downloaded <laughs> remake, so I'm gonna do that. With some persuasion by, by my, my again, my, my co-host here. But yeah, I started for Sonic Frontiers. I'm about seven hours into that. And I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. It's actually super fun. And I got to commend Sega for it. You know, again, not super like advanced in graphics, especially because I'm on the Switch version, but I'm not really going to knock it for that because that's just hardware. Uh, Is your Switch still running? My Switch is still running, (laughs) yes. There have been a, there's a lot of graphical stuff uh, that goes wrong in the game. Uh, But, you know, I, I don't really feel like that's the fault of the game. Too much as it is, like I could have gotten it on Xbox, but I didn't. So, more so on me. But yeah, I've been playing that, and and I really do enjoy it. Uh, I'm sure we'll once I finish it up, we'll get Brock on at some point to uh, do a more in depth. Uh, maybe one day if you're like sick or out or something, that can be a an episode that we can do. <laughs>
1: That'll be a planned vacation for uh, for me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. But that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I also have Band of Three waiting in the wings. As I did get that from this is uh, news to me. Yeah, no, I, I I received that game from my girlfriend actually, uh, so I have that s- sitting and waiting uh, for its turn in the sun after Frontiers is finished. So yeah, lots of lots, lots of, games of new for games. You. Yeah, lots of new games for me to to run through. Uh, luckily, I think Sonic Frontiers also isn't super long, so. I shouldn't be too far, uh, too far behind on that. But yeah, that that's been my uh, my break so far in terms of gaming. Uh, I've also been, you know, the, the D&D campaign, uh, the new one that I've been crafting is gearing up, uh, of which Colby has graciously decided to join.
1: I joined the battle. I did.
0: So I'm maybe we'll my talk about that. sent, like, sent my character <laughs> design in the other day. Yep, exactly. In the Discord. (laughs) Just absolutely atrocious. (laughs) Absolutely horrible. But, you know, we might even talk about that uh, depending on the developments that happen.
1: We'll make an episode out of it. We'll we'll make an episode out of it. At the end of it, we can get everyone on maybe and just talk about the experience. That'd be a fun one.
0: I think that would, yeah. I'm I'm excited to get going. How we Um, torment you over the next several months. I am scared of your... So... For context real quick before we get into the episode uh i had a dnd i this would be the second campaign that i dm uh but so many people were interested in it that i had to create two groups so uh we have group one which is my normal group who's played in my previous campaign and then group two is all of these wackos uh most of which who have never played uh dnd before so uh one of the other groups just got his back... One of the other players in your group just got his backstory into me today, so... We're going to breed chaos in, that, in, that, in uh, that. I was about to say, two, two, two of the players used chat GBT to generate their backstories. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> They're not trying very hard. I sent in a very eloquent no, and you, detailed backstory.
0: Yeah, no, you, you knocked it out of the park. You definitely set the standard, but uh, I'm excited to get it going. That'll probably start some point when i get back to school and based on everyone's schedules it's looking like it'll be a pretty stand like a pretty uh well-scheduled <laughs> one uh knock on wood of course but anyway you're not here to talk about D. you guys are here to listen to uh the long-awaited switch it up awards 2022 edition colby when was the last time we did one of these was this because i think we skipped a year is this two years ago
1: we skipped last year after saying we were going to do it. But um yeah, this is the second might be. Might be first. One and a half. This is the <laughs> one this is Switch It Up Awards one and a half uh twenty twenty two. We're here to put a, a, a bow on the year. Um a very big year for the gang here at Switch It Up. Um we'll get this out of the way quick. Um, because on New Year's Eve, twenty twenty two, uh the podcast officially crossed 10,000 total plays, <laughs> which is just staggering to I mean, see.
0: What a, what a perfect milestone, right? To, I know. To cross into the, the new year with. It really just something else. And we don't really talk about milestones and stuff
1: like that on the show, but 10,000, like, come on, we got to acknowledge that, that one. Like, that's Yeah, 10, that's, 10, 10, a, like, that's a lot. I went into the app and it said 10.0K. I'm like, God dang, that's a lot of people. But yeah, just thank you so much for again the support and for what was a really great year for the show honestly but yeah I mean I, I don't really know what to say like 10,000 it's just so many people so I'm glad that we've been able to have an impact in some people's lives be able to provide a smile or two a laugh or two and um, just be, being able to use this format to talk about something we both love it's just been that's the real joy of it but the 10,000 is just like the the sweetest cherry on top so thank you all so much for the support and our and your patience with us because we have been (laughs) very inconsistent to close the year but uh, hopefully we're kicking off 2023 with an episode that you all love so again thank you just so much for that that's just really incredible
0: i mean what he said i mean what else can i really add on to that (laughs) all right well again thank you so much for that but on
1: to the main event we are at the you're not just at our end of the year recap everyone Uh, everyone's doing an end of the year recap you know everyone's doing a fantastic job of recapping their years talking about their experiences answering some questions from you know the Twitterverse here and there we're here to do that as well but we also have tied in our award show with it as well so pick your finest robes and garments ladies and gentlemen because you were at (laughs) an esteemed event the switch it up awards we will be recapping our year like we said uh kind of previewing 2023 even though we don't even know what that's gonna look like at the moment even though we are literally going to read a script that says what to say we still don't know if that is going to
0: yeah
1: uh play out the way we hope it is uh we're gonna answer some questions we got on the social medias and in- intermittently between the show and of course give out some awards now like we said this episode is in conjunction with our end of the year recap because of the sloan bro lawsuit we took a we took a hit there in the in the funds so you can blame them they have the friday night game cast now if you remember correctly but tyler um let's not keep the people waiting let's hand out an award
0: absolutely colby uh I, i think that we just need to jump right into it uh and you know what i think the first award that we'll give out uh is the the award for best nintendo direct moment of 2022 uh 2022 definitely saw a big comeback with Nintendo Directs. Uh, I remember we were recording episodes. Uh, Are they dead? A, like a year and a half ago. Yeah, like speculating on the future of Directs and, and what the hell is going to happen with them. But uh, it seems like they're they're back. You know, not in their same luster as before, just yet. I don't think, but they're they're on the uptick. But uh, yeah, we got some great nominees uh, for for this award. So let's just name them out. Um, so. Nominee number 1 is uh, Tears of the Kingdom uh, reveal uh, not, not necessarily the reveal but the uh, the name drop trailer you know the, the trailer where we finally got after actual years of saying the sequel to Legend of Breath of or the secret ugh, the sequel to the Legend of Zelda <laughs> so Breath, so of Breath of the Wild uh, or Breath of the Wild 2 we finally got uh, a a trailer with some more gameplay plus uh, Tears of the Kingdom being the subtitle
1: and the winner.
0: <laughs> and the winner of, <coughs> of Best
1: Nintendo Direct those Moment all the, of 2022. Those are all the nominees. <laughs> that was it. That was the only nominee. Like, incredible. So, Tears of, come on up, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, everyone, round of applause for Tears of the Kingdom reveal name drop trailer for Best Nintendo Direct Moment of 2022. Really just well-deserved. So, Anuma, we'll send that to Kyoto immediately for you to receive. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, what a way to start the night.
0: Yeah, I mean landslide victory truly by a, a
1: unanimous a some are saying
0: yeah <laughs> i mean a lot you know tough competition but i mean you know who else was going to take the spot if we're all honest with each other?"
1: honestly so I, I what a great way to start the show and i think we should you know that was and everyone's excited and you know it needs to come down a little bit from from <laughs> grace's i'm sure everyone was very eager to see what would win that award uh Not surprising there that Tears of the Kingdom took it home. Great, like you said, staunch competition. But transitioning into our um, 2022 recap a little bit here. Um, A lot lot more difficulties in your past actually doing the show. If you remember Mm -hmm. correctly, we cut off Season 3 at only 41 episodes. So sorry about that. But (laughs) (laughs) instead of our usual 50. Yeah. So Season 3 to Season 4, I think the... Like, I think despite us doing less shows, I think our production and quality of podcast has risen significantly. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I mean, school and life in general has just made it hard to have a consistent weekly schedule. So, you know, it was definitely a learning curve to adjust to but i don't know i feel like that sort of almost it's sort of freeing in a way because now we're really only doing episodes about stuff that we really want to talk about or stuff that we've been thinking about for a while and have confidence that we can put out something really cool so if anything i just think that makes each individual episode more worth tuning into you know uh I was about to say, that's my hope as a creator of this. I don't know if that's the actual uh, effect that is being seen out in the field or anything, but I know it's very freeing. It gives us more time to think about it, uh, like think about what we're going to say uh, and sort of brainstorm a little bit. But also, I think it just is just easier on our schedules and it makes me feel better about doing the podcast when we actually get to the chance to do it. Yeah, I I complete I completely agree. Like I feel like,
1: given that we have no actual set schedule now, and it will be that way going forward to preview our twenty twenty three talk here in a little bit. But I also feel like that gives us a chance to bring up our A game every single time because, like you said, it's not like we're crunching trying to get something out every week talking about stuff we really don't want to talk about. We're talking about like what we re- what we really want to talk about, whether it's in Nintendo, whether it's primarily Nintendo or something else, which you know, I think has also given us an avenue of other creative options is each of us owning separate consoles that isn't mm-hmm. just a Switch, but yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that I think that our episodes have run really long the last couple of ones, but again, I think that what we've adjusted to in season four has made it, like when you see it on your feed, I hope people are more likely to listen to it all the way through, or if it's three hours long, bookmark it and come back <laughs> yeah. every now and then, but... I completely agree. I think our quality of show has gone up significantly. And that's something that I think outweighs having a consistent schedule. Cause I think if the product's good, people will tune in no matter what. And if we can keep it on that track, I think we'll be all right as we head into even more uncertainty um <laughs> into the new year. But unless you have anything to add, we can move on to um like favorite memories, like favorite, you know, talking points or if anything yeah. jumps out at you
0: i mean we we were also invited on on a on a few shows uh, we throughout were. the year uh sometimes separately and uh sometimes together and i i do think that we have really established our we've established sort of a uh <laughs> a reputation for if you invite us on to your episode it's going to be really really long i feel yeah i feel like we're just like, you and I are not, you You are definitely more
1: eloquent of a speaker than me when it comes to this topic, but I think that we've established a reputation as like, if you come on our show or if we go on your show, like, we're just going to have a good time. Like, I don't think anyone's having us on our show to have like deep, like mind-melting conversations about video games. And, you know, at times we we have that in us, but yeah i know i know at least when we have people on our show like we just like to have a good time and laugh and like we talked about xenoblade's story for three hours like <laughs> we just, <laughs> and, and we loved every second of it so yeah but yeah our we do apologize to um our guests and people who have us on our show if you're if your episode runs a little longer than planned so uh, we ask in advance if you have us on uh just just plan that out a little bit mm-hmm. um n- n- know what you're getting yourself into but Yeah, that that was a ton of fun. I mean, this year has provided us, like, the chances to meet so many great shows that we've had on and have yet to have on. And -hmm. just being a part of Discords. And that's the thing I'm probably most, like, thankful for and reflective on is, like, just how many people we've met this year. Like, so so many cool people in our little podcast community, our little podcast nook and cranny. It's just been, been a lot of fun talking to them. It's been a lot of fun having them on the show. It's been a lot of fun just getting to know them. So uh everyone know out everyone out there listening knows who they are so just thank you for uh, really accepting us because we are <laughs> comfortably like the youngest people in yeah our inner circle so it's been really cool to see everyone just accepting and cool with us and not run not running us out of a house of home when we have a bad take just because we don't quote unquote fit in but that's definitely been the most rewarding part for me this year
0: yeah i mean we've learned a lot from these people. Like I, like we came in and there's so many high quality shows, so many people with, you know, different, different discussion types, but you know, we, we've collaborated with them all and have had such good chemistry. And <clears throat> at least for me, it's helped with, you know, how I, how I talk about games on our own show uh, and, or how I carry myself uh, when I'm, you know, on, on other people's shows and, this is a conversation in Discord today. I, I feel like just doing the podcast has continued to make me a better speaker out in the, the waking world out in the, yeah. out in the physical material plane. So, uh, I don't know. I think my favorite memory was, I think my favorite singular memory was probably the Xenoblade episode, honestly, because
1: <laughs> just, yeah, I mean that, that, that was just for both of us, just so long in the making.
0: Like it's, we've definitely have episodes that went on for hours and hours and at the end i did not feel super great about it because it's hard even to be engaged you know for even if you're creating the product it's hard to be engaged in something for for that long but for xenoblade i just felt like we all i personally i can speak for myself i was i felt like i was just super engaged i the time just flew you know what i mean like i didn't even realize Mm -hmm. it had been three hours until we were done so it was just a big episode it was great having eric on um emotions were high it was <laughs> it, it was a good time and it, it was a long time in the making probably one of our more planned out episodes that that we've done
1: oh yeah for sure i mean i'm just looking now we had um eric on we had jared on we had benito from New York Black pinecone we had brock on this season mm-hmm. like, we've had a lot of collabs so far this season like you said we've been on other shows as well both of us have been on lockables i've been on pixel project radio you've you've been on we both are on list off yeah. Like just yeah. A, a ton of rest in peace list off, but yeah, shout, out to, um, <laughs> shout out to shout um, out to all those people for having us on. I honestly think, you know how you said um episodes and go on forever and not have a good feeling about it. I still feel really strongly about our Scarlet blaze review. I think that's one oh, of the yeah. best episodes we've ever done. Like just the two think, of us, like mm-hmm. that was kind of just effortless. And I know that's a game we don't both love, but like that was just an, yeah, that's a, I think, I think that is a much better version of our first ever episode. So
0: yeah yeah i, I think, you're season, right. four a whole, I think season four as a whole i don't
1: think we season four as a whole i don't think we have put out like a bad episode when i look at it and i'm like eh, that one doesn't stand with the rest of them
0: yeah no i i just had a really good time this this season these seasons so far or like with uh with season four i've definitely felt more confident in in everything and and you we gotta you know give it up for my co-host here editing <laughs> every single one I i edited a few when he couldn't you know i edited the one we I did with Brock on on the whole Helena Taylor bayonetta th- uh, incident in voice acting, but but yeah, Colby here is just uh, an an editing uh, monster at this point. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's all thank, I wanted to say. Thank you. I'm diving papers.
1: I'm diving into my pr- my secondary profession as a producer. So
0: um, <laughs> of course,
1: with the sappy 2022 talk out of the way, and there's more to come. So don't worry if you're into that kind of thing. Let's move. Let's give out another award. What do you What do you say?
0: Uh, I'm all for it. Let's go.
1: All right. Who's ready to have their eardrums just absolutely melted by the songs <laughs> that are coming up here? Because we have best track in a game we played this year. Now that we're actually giving out actual awards with actual nominees, the nominated games that can actually win the award are games that came out in 2022. Honorable Correct. mentions are games that we just played this year. So for me. I'll, seven remake god of war uh those are all honorable mentions they will not be in the running to win an actual award tyler same thing with him because mm-hmm. he has a couple that he didn't play that he played in but did not come out this year so here we go for best track you want let's start with honorable mentions yeah Uh, honorable mention for me i'm calling an audible just because i want to play it in the episode i honorable <laughs> mentioned flowers blooming in the church And Hell House from Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't know how else to say it. They just they just go hard. It was originally only um, the former, but I had to include the latter just because I want to play my favorite part. For it. it it it's our show. Damn it, we can do what we want. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that entire. I could nominate that entire soundtrack, and I can just put an eight hour part of just you you all listening to the soundtrack into this episode right now, and wouldn't feel bad at all. But yeah, I any remake any like remix or retelling of Aerith's theme is just one I'm going to listen to. And this one I happen to like the most it plays during a very, you know, pivotal moment in the game. I say when you're escaping the church, jumping on the rooftops when cloud and earth meet for the first time, And then the hell house is just like, it's a party. Yeah. That, that's why yeah. that fight is just a party. And I love it. <laughs> I've done it so much on hard mode. And like, that's the section of the game I've replayed the most, like fighting the hell house, because at when you first fight it's by far the hardest fight in the game. Cause it has so many gimmicks, but just a super freaking fun part of that game. And, a game honestly I can talk for, you all know can talk for hours about it but mm. yeah those are my two honorable mention nominations so Tyler what about you my friend
0: yeah so my my honorable mentions were <clears throat> from games that did come out uh, this year that I did play uh, first one is uh, the versus uh, Sada slash Turo uh, music or, or track from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet <laughs> long enough to talk about spoilers. We have an episode on it. We do have an episode on it, but even then, like I didn't spoil this part of the game. Like this is the final battle track. Oh, you're Uh, good. This
1: game came out last year. You're good. Talk away.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so versus Sada and Turo, this is the final trainer battle of the main story where, you know, you find, you know, big plot twist happens. Uh, I've talked about on our episode, how Scarlet and Violet has actually a really, really good story. Uh, for for a Pokemon game, of course, but even just in general for video games, it's a pretty good story. Uh, and this track is just so fucking good. Like it it encapsulates you know the sort of the past and future theme uh, that you know Scarlet and Violet is going for, and it all sort of like culminates in in the final battle. But I, I like I just listen to this track, you know, outside outside of the game, just when I'm doing stuff because it just it's just such a just so it's just so fucking good. Uh it, it really captures the like the stakes of the battle and just how batshit insane uh all the events of the last like 30 minutes of gameplay have been uh and just encapsulates it perfectly into this uh pivotal battle. So I'm not uh, going to lie. I already I already downloaded your
1: album mentions in both of these songs I listened to and I was like these go crazy hard. Yeah, no. Especially the next one. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, so the next one we'll move on to. I wish I could nominate every single uh track from this game. The fact that it wasn't awesome. that the fact that it wasn't even in the running for uh best soundtrack or, or best score is kind of crazy. Uh but uh I I needed to pick one, so I picked Undefeatable uh from Sonic Frontiers, which is the uh theme of the first Titan boss fight. In that that's game. the first fight that is the first Titan that's the first main oh boss my fight yeah god I don't like it. this game just listening to the track I'm Even if you don't, like, we've—I'm pretty sure the argument's been made every single time this one of these games come out. Sonic really cannot do music wrong. It always slaps on the music. Even the worst games have banger soundtracks. Frontiers soundtrack is insane. Like every single Titan boss fight has a a vocal track, like a vocal rock track. And I I wasn't originally planning on to get the game, so I sort of like but I still wanted to know about the game. So I like watch playthroughs. I watch stuff. I cannot imagine what it could have been like to play the game for the first time, completely blind and hear that track come in during that boss fight. Like I would have, my jaw would have been on the floor and I have like all of these frontiers boss tracks in my workout playlist. Like they are, they are in there. They were, I added undefeatable to mine. (laughs) Okay. Listen, Colby. Well, now, now that I know you're interested, the other frontiers ones they have on here, break through it all and find your flame, uh, are like bangers. the exact same thing. They're just super bangers. like like pump your spirit up tracks, uh, which it just it's absolutely perfect for supersonic, just beating the hell out of these gigantic robots. It's it's fantastic. So all right, I'll I'll tune in. Yeah, th- those are my honorable mentions. But now we get on to the main. Uh, the main picks. So, uh, I'll we'll say I will read off th- these uh, the nominations, and then we can talk about them each a little bit. Yeah. So
1: how how we did this is Tyler and I each nominated one of our own personal choosing, then three from a game we both played together. Yes. So three together nominations and one separate. Oh total. right,
0: never mind. So that we can definitely do it that way. So uh, I'll start. My uh, personal choice uh, for this was uh, Indomitable Will. Uh, Inferno from 3 hopes fire Hopes remixed pretty much the entirety of uh, the battle tracks from Three Houses. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. It's more of a hardcore rock uh, version of most of these tracks. Warriors, fits the. Yeah, Warriors I mean, yeah, blend. it fits the Warriors theme, but goddamn, Indomitable will just Bang. slaps the hell. It's easily the best battle track in the game, I think. Just, I think it plays I, yeah, when I you think... fight. I think it plays when you fight. I, I think there are a few instances where it plays, but I remember a fight against Dimitri where this was playing i think it was in the scarlet blaze route that i was playing it and god it was just so it felt really cool because the fight with dimitri lasted for a while he was a tough boss in that one encounter and just the the music just made such a cool memory to have and yeah that's that's three hopes (laughs) yeah i oh wait i completely i forgot that wasn't the one that i uh The one that I nominated myself was on the next page, and that's the last thing. That's that okay. There. So
1: three. So indomitable will. We, I was about to say we nominated that one together because yeah, we, we, we nominated that one together. Helps. My bad. Yeah. That I agree with you. That is probably the best remake remake battle track. I love between heaven and earth. I think the original's better. Yeah. I, I that 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 was really the only one in the running. I think chasing daybreak. I don't remember, but I, I love the original chasing daybreak. Like nothing could really ever top that. Of course. Indomitable. Will, indomitable will from base three houses like it's good but i think it's a lot better in this one uh do you want to read your actual
0: nomination now your personal (laughs) now now that i've yeah we probably should because the last the the two other ones that we nominated together have to be the last so uh yeah the actual one that i nominated myself was uh from dying light 2 uh which you know i am pretty much the de facto uh (laughs) preacher for this game uh it's called the last parkour All of the music in *Dying Light 2* is incredible. Uh, the the music is like dynamic, so it changes with how like the player is actually doing. Like if they have a higher parkour combo, it'll add sections, like add instruments, add background layers to the song to build it up as you uh, get faster and do build up your combo. But uh, the last parkour is a track that plays at a specific moment in the game uh, where you are running. A, it's, it's an escape sequence from this uh, crazed uh, scientist who has uh, turned into this, like, superhuman, like, infected hybrid. Uh, and it's such a tense scene, just hearing the the distance, not even the distance screams, the, the screams of this infected entity, like, in the walls, weaving in and out of, like, service corridors as you're running through this, like, tunnel system. And... It's just it feels like it should be a movie trailer uh, song. Like, it's just it's so good. I have that on my workout play- playlist, too. It really helps uh, get my blood flowing, especially when I'm running. Every single Dying Light 2 track is a great running track. So uh, all you cardio lovers out there, put that on there. But uh, yeah, Dying Light 2, Last Parkour. That's my nomination. That's my real nomination. That was for me. Colby, how about you? Since I've been I've been talking for a while.
1: All right, my real nomination uh, for best track I game and best track in a game I play this year. Kind of cheating because this is a remake remaster of a game, <laughs> but I chose Price of Freedom from Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. without saying this track is the it's a de facto highlight of this game that entire last sequence with zach is just it's funny because it not it does not sound like a battle theme at all but it fits that moment so perfectly yeah like the guitar then it comes in with like a more rock type feel and just god it's it's perfect there's so many great renditions of it but Mm -hmm. i can't find the reunion version to convert to put in the episode hopefully it's out (laughs) by the time this comes out but it's basically yeah. the same as it was in the 2007 one, so I think it qualifies, but Price of Freedom, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy seven Reunion. I mean, that moment alone is kind of worth experiencing the game for, honestly. It's that freaking good.
0: It, it's true. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about this in a dedicated episode, but I, I also yeah. recently finished Crisis Core, as I said at the beginning of the episode, and that that moment. You know, Crisis Core is a mixed bag of, of moments, but that that one right there is just mwah, peak, amazing. Yeah. All so, right,
1: you're gonna know <laughs> the beginning of a theme with this
0: award show. Yeah, let's let's get into this. So these last two tracks that we nominated together are from Vol- the same game. Vocals, uh, vocal tracks, of course. Uh, and they are, if you've watched our epi- our three hour episode on this game, you'll know exactly why they are here. Uh, but The final two nominations are A Step Away from Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Chapter 5, and Where We Belong, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, the final vocal track uh, of the game. Yeah, I was about to say if you if you want to know why these are here, listen to the last episode, or listen to the Xenoblade Chronicles three episode. I don't think that was the last episode, but it was. But it was okay, fantastic.
1: Um, I mean, I, we we should. I don't even want to like sugarcoat it. I, I think I think this has to go to where we belong. I think even more so than a step away. Yeah, I think that that track just hits harder for me. Like, it's chapter five is emotional distraught through and through but
0: yeah a, like you a, yeah.
1: like you are crying your eyes out as where we belong plays Like it's just I, I love that song I think it's great I think it's perfect for that moment that that would be my personal winner for this category
0: yeah absolutely I mean a step away was like a very slow burn like uh I feel like the step away I think I feel like a step away is a little longer at least the scene that it's in made it feel longer uh and you know that was the first cry that was the first you know break of the dam Uh, So it has a special place in my heart for that. But Where We Belong, uh, that track, I will think about listening to it, and I will tear up. Me too. Uh, It was so... It's so perfectly placed into the cutscene that it's in. Uh, And I think the part that really gets me is, you know, it's always combined with the scene. But even if I listen to it without watching the cutscene, I know what happens is... The moment, like there's sort of a little bit of a bridge instrumental, uh as you see Noah and Mio's like I, I know te- what you're you, see, about. you see their teeth clench as they're moving away from each other. The worlds are splitting.
2: They do the way. and
0: at the moment they take their first step to start running towards each other. The, the vocals wolves immediately wolves. come back in, and that is where th- that step, the, the steps those two take towards each other, that is where. The tears started coming, and yeah, where we belong is the obvious choice for this category. It, we knew that before we even came up with yeah. the other <laughs> nominations, to be honest. So
1: yeah, uh, it's that good. That entire just, whew, that's just a it's, it's a just, theme that'll occur in this episode, but yeah, hey, yeah. it's well deserved. Speaking hey, of music, yeah, let's tackle some let's tackle some Twitter questions.
0: What do you say? Uh, I think it's a great idea. Let's go. Yeah.
3: To Together is one Till we find ourselves
1: again My first, our, not my, sorry Our first question Comes from The guy who might have started this entire little community, um, (laughs) the the host of a non-video game podcast, Mikey Tabletop, a dear friend who, God, almost a year ago at this point, set up the Mario Kart game night that brought a lot of us together. So Mikey, we are forever in debt for you for that. But he asked, favorite album of the year 2022 followed by favorite album from the year you were born. Again, Mikey, thank you for the question. Thank you for your support. It's been great getting to know you, and thank you for really streaming the web together, all of us meeting. But yeah. about your question, <laughs> I, <laughs> neither of us uh, listen to music on that kind of level to like have favorite artists and or albums. I actually did research for this question, and I just don't like. <sighs> man, I don't know. Um. All that said, my favorite album from this year was definitely *The Chronicles Story. What about you, Tyler? <laughs> uh,
0: so I didn't want to be a complete, you know, cop out for this uh, and say a video game soundtrack, even though that does comprise a lot of what I listen to, uh, just because that's just the type of music that I like. But yeah, I don't have one from my my birth year. Uh, I, I looked at yeah, Coldplay up.
1: dropped one a year early, unfortunately for me.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, you know, there's I looked back and like not a lot of artists that I listened to even had like a presence back then. So but uh, an artist that I discovered this year uh, it goes by the name Loveless. Loveless. Uh, I've been listening to his songs. What what What's up, Colby? Did
1: Genesis write
0: this track? No. I, 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 oh, you know what? I didn't even realize about that connection until you just said that uh thankfully no it is not written by genesis oh, of, of final fantasy crisis core uh but uh yeah it's a it's a rock band and i'd have to say uh the two albums that i've been listening to from him uh, sort of on repeat are end of an era and uh loveless one uh that's just one of the names of his albums so it's rather unfortunate uh, i'll go with i'll go with loveless one loveless one is longer so i can listen to it uh you know, track for track on like a on my car rides or, or walks or wherever I'm going. So that's a new artist that I discovered this year, and I, I really like their music. So for for this year, definitely. Uh... Oh wait, did Loveless one come out? Never mind, Loveless one came out in 2021. End of an era for 2022. There we go. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, end end of an era for 2022. That that's my favorite album for the year.
1: All right. Well, shout out to Ty for being a better person than me. I'm sorry. Mostly, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't listen to music on that kind of level, but. Regardless, thank you for your question. Again, thank you for uh, all your support this year. It's meant a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. Next question. Uh, From Philip and Nave of Gaming Together Podcast. Uh, Friends, thank you for the question and all your support as well on the social medias and with the episodes. Uh, Here's to hoping our paths cross in a collaboration effort in 2023. We'll try to make that happen. But they gave us a fun one. Yeah. If you were a Smash character, what would your specials be? Bonus points if you give each other specials rather than yourselves. So this includes an up B, side B, and down B. And Tyler, I take it we're going for the bonus points here to make up for our lack of consistency.
0: Yeah, we'll also have a, a neutral B. So that's, uh, oh, that's four right. moves. Um I mean for you, you are literally training in a, a martial art now. Uh so I might
1: actually have a side B.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh for your neutral B. I just realized I can look something up here. Uh, oh, God. Cool. All right. Uh, if you're a neutral bee, I thought it'd be a funny one. I just want you to, like, pocket sand some protein powder, uh, like, <laughs> in your opponent's <laughs> eyes. Uh, I think that... <laughs>
1: Is that my projectile? <laughs>
0: uh, that's your. That's sort of like a, a short-range projectile, uh, sort of okay. like in your hitbox right in okay. front of you. Uh, God damn but, it. Okay. You know, I should have looked up Krav Maga moves. Because I think that'd be very funny.
1: It's just attack. That's the move.
0: Yeah, it's just unrelenting attack. But Uh, unrelenting attack. uh, Maybe we should cut that one out too. I don't know if that's a little personal, but whatever.
1: That's fine. But all right. But Um, yeah. So for up B, uh, uh,
0: for you, I don't know. I feel like you'd have like a uh, sort of like a charge up punch or like a charge up uppercut, like a Uh, little Mac. Yeah, almost like a little Mac, but like you'd have to charge. It's sort of like a Luigi side B charge up, but you'd go up instead of to the side. Okay, Uh, I think your forward B would be uh, like throwing a 45 pound dumbbell like a discus. (laughs) Uh, Like that's your projectile. You just launch that sucker uh, forward. And I think your down B would be uh, like a command grab that grabs the opponent and just like slams them Bane style over your knee. <laughs> like, a oh my
1: God, a spine, a spine breaker, a yeah, backbreaker. Like yeah. Chris, Poor Christian Bale. All right. I uh, like it. Uh, I can get down with this. I feel
0: like, I mean, you're, I feel like you're just a powerhouse. So I feel like
1: my, I, I, I have, I have, to have a terrible recovery then. Right.
0: Yeah. I was about to say your, your recovery balance me out the best, but, uh, you know, I feel like those would actually be good fighting game moves. I was also thinking about like you throwing like, uh, <laughs> like throwing nutritious nutritious meals at people <laughs> nutritious
1: talk- formulae
0: yeah or like or you have like a kirby like smash Bros. brawl uh final smash where you just cook everyone into like your 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 pot
1: <laughs> my post work my post workout meal
0: yeah you like or you put everyone into like your uh your protein shaker and blend uh, them sh- shake and them and around them and out. then pop them out yeah
1: I, I like luigi when he shoots you out with the poltergeist i like yeah. that. that's a good blend of moves okay I can get down with that, so I have high attack, <laughs> mid-defense, and awful recovery from what I'm...
0: If we're going with balancing terms, then okay. yeah, that, that could be how we balance that, that stat okay. spread that you have.
1: Oh, God, for for you. Um, <laughs> all right. I
0: can tell you So you're ne- through thoroughly.
1: Yeah, so your neutral B is going to be projectile. You're just going to throw a dictionary at someone because your vocabulary is so, like... <laughs> good you have you one of the best vocabulary i know so you're just gonna absolutely beam someone with a dictionary i
0: I can roll with that That, that's
1: your new that's that's your neutral b once
0: i start working out i I could maybe actually throw that
1: (laughs) yeah we'll we'll increase your range we'll we'll buff you yeah yeah in in future updates we'll buff you there we go thank you yeah you got it and so for your down b like i think of you right now more as a as a support unit, so maybe like you can heal yourself somehow would be like your down B. Like you take damage off, that'd be helpful.
0: <laughs> I drink I drink a power <laughs> like I just chug a blue power <laughs> and I heal from that. Okay,
1: yeah, it says zero sugar in small font because you know we're taking steps towards a, yeah,
0: yes, a healthier 20 2023.
1: Yes, that's true. Yes, exactly. True. A zero, you, so you maybe- chug a zero sugar power that takes down your like <laughs> points 10%. There you go. I like yeah. it. Yeah, and you have unlimited of them so you get to drink as many as you just want. Spam but, it, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, side B, um, hmm. God, you're tough. Um Thanks. trying to think. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to give you a second projectile with your side B. I play Smash Bros and as Songs. As like, forget what most character side B is. Ooh. I think that you would staying with the support, like a counter. I think you could benefit greatly from having a counter. Like a Mario side B is the cape.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, okay.
1: I think you could have like if you could have like a counter of some sort, like, hmm. Well, what would fit you for your counter? Maybe you like a re- maybe like a too. redirect,
0: like I'm not super like I'd I, I like to think I'm pretty fast. You know, I'm yeah, more, yeah, I'm more yeah, speed than sure. I am strength at the moment. Uh, so maybe just like a redirect attack. So I let a. It's almost like I use the opponent's momentum from like whatever thing they hit me with, and I sort of push them to the other side of me while doing a little bit of damage, maybe tripping them on the way, something like that.
1: Yeah, maybe we can like give you a like Fox's down B where he has like the reflector oh, shield. Oh, reflector and make the, shield! <laughs> yeah, then like make the dictionary throw like the side B, then change it around so your side B is now the dictionary throw. Got it. Your neutral B is like the Fox reflector, and the down B is you just absolutely annihilate a case of power raid zero it. sugar. And now
0: it's all case. Okay, I can ro- I yeah, can roll with
1: that. Yeah, now your recovery is going to be insane. Yeah, because my recovery. i, mean, give be- I was gonna say your recovery is about to be nuts um how about you take like you, you take one of those rent scooters you show me at your school and you just drive it up oh for, like,
0: i <laughs> take a, a one of the rental bikes and just
1: you take one of the rental bikes and just absolutely cruise up <laughs> up the side
0: I, I just defy physics and just drive up the air yeah
1: and if you catch someone you can like hit them with the back of the like turn the bike and hit them at the back of the wheel like, oh, uh, like a be, tony hawk pro skater move
0: that'd be pretty good okay Maybe I can have, like, nitrous you... boosters on the back of the, the bike that shoots me upwards.
1: Yeah, and your, and your final smash is going to be, you change into the Nittany Lion mascot, put him in, like, the T-shirt cannon, and just launch him off the stage.
0: <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. You, I like that. You can,
1: get, you can get behind that.
0: Yeah, no, I can get behind and that. Then, that and then, cool. like,
1: after you shoot it, you do, like, the Nittany Lion, like, split, where he just goes nuts and just, bam, split, just for show.
0: Uh, I've always wanted to wield a... Uh a t-shirt cannon. So that, that fits. I'm down. There you go.
1: Okay. Good,
0: good. Well, there we go. Okay. Thanks for the question. Um, Yeah. You,
1: you, thank you, Philip and Nave. Again, here's the hoping we cross paths in uh, this year, but Tyler, what what do you say? uh, We, we get back into the, um, the awards and for this next award, we actually have a special presenter. (laughs) So, I think we should just let him come on stage and, and announce the
0: award. What do you think? Uh, I think so. Uh, w- would you please, would you please remind remind me because I can't quite remember who who did we get as our most esteemed announcer for tonight for this award well, Colby?
1: We actually got um a school principal from. <laughs> we got a school principal to announce the award, so I think we should just let the people hear it and hear for themselves. So uh, take it away, uh, esteemed guest presenter.
4: Hello, Switch It Up Awards class of 2022. This is your principal, Mr. Mesa, and I am honored to present the Got Backlogged by Xenoblade Chronicles 3 certificates to our gaming body today. Every year, good games come out, but naturally, they are overshadowed by the great games, and that is what Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is. So, all of you getting a certificate today, you all tried your best, and I'm sure you made some child or adult out there happy. Just not us. Right now. So when I call your name, please come to the stage and get your certificate. Hold all applause or booze until the end. Please and thank you. Neo, the world ends with you. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Spirit Farer. Deltarune. Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta 3? Didn't Bayonetta 3 have the... Taylor still made the list. Okay. Bayonetta 3. Final Fantasy 15. God of War 2018. God of War 2018. 20- That's not in the stuff, is it? Also, the, the 2018 one? The 2018 one made the list? Okay. And Splatoon 3, the main story. Class of 2022. You're got backlogged because of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 recipients. You may now promptly leave the ceremony. Thank you. I thought this was the Nintendo. Whatever.
1: Alright, let's give it up for Mr. Tabletop. Thank you very much for coming through and giving out the... A big award the backlogged by xenoblade chronicles 3 award a lot
0: of recipients this year you know it it's uh, it's a it's an important it's important that we give uh recognition to such games in this in this time as uh you know xenoblade 3 has me- <laughs> it's one of its few downsides is it requires a lot of time and the games who sacrificed who sacrifices will not be forgotten we salute you for, for staying on the sidelines while we finish you know, in Exa- ex-
1: Exactly. And some games have risen from the ashes. Like I beat Final Fantasy 15. You own Bayonetta 3 now. Yeah. Like some <laughs> games have proven they can make it out alive, but uh we honor those who have fallen we in the year the 2022. Yes. And again, you, you 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 were you're good and you definitely make people happy, just not us right now. So with that said, Let's talk about some 2020. Let's talk about 2023. What do you think?
0: Sure. Let's do it.
1: Okay. The big thing here that all the shows I've been doing is talking about goals. And quite frankly, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any for the show in 2023. Like, I'm just speaking for me here. Like, we've been doing this for three and a half years now. It's going to be four in this year. Yeah. I kind of just think the show is what it is. And I'm really happy with what it is. Like we have I'm I'm perfectly content with the audience we have we have people we interact with on social media we are in we are in discords and chats with other podcasters that we get along great with. Uh, I'm doing it with you like I am perfectly content with what the show is and I have no greater aspirations for it at the moment nor do I have time to dedicate to making bigger aspirations for it.
0: Yeah I mean I'm sort of in the same boat like I just like we always talk about like, we just do this because we like to do it. We don't have, obviously it's always nice and we always try to make episodes with the intention that people will like to listen to them. Of course, you know, other people uh, who, who do us the pleasure of listening to our episodes, but I don't know. It it definitely is starting to fulfill that point in, in my life where it's just sort of a constant thing that's there. You know, it's just, uh, it just feels natural to do. And, a personal goal for me would to maybe be uh, to edit, edit a little bit more, um, <laughs> take the weight off of Colby's shoulders a little bit, especially because he will be very busy uh, with a lot of new stuff. So uh, I might need to, you know, take over, do sort of the situation that we did this year where, uh, you know, it's just me and a guest and, you know, Colby may have to take a little bit of a break. So uh, I, I, I'd, I'd like to dip my pool, my, my toes into the editing uh, pool a little more. Uh, I I feel like we both have pretty similar editing styles anyway. So
1: yeah, I need I need to be better about giving you the wheel every now and then. Like I kind of feel bad, like saying I'll do it all the time because I know that you actually like enjoy the editing process well, and don't find it like a hassle.
0: Yeah, but I again I feel bad that I that you by far edit most of the episodes. So you know, I as you can see, we will both try to up our editing game you know Col, i know colby has uh you know his whole process and he does a great job obviously everyone uh has talked about you know we received so many uh you know so much feedback from our, our little circle of you know they, they like how we're doing the episodes. so uh i just want to try my hand at it a little more because i i do like the process but
1: yeah uh, i will definitely be better about letting you have a hand in it for sure yeah but uh, frequency of episodes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I was texting Tyler today looking through our episode log and we had posted three episodes <laughs> since October 23rd of 2022, which again, those episodes were at least like two and a half hours long. Each of the ones that came out, but, um, frequency of episodes, like I can't, we can't promise anything on that front just because we are at a point in life where we don't have a consistent schedule of what every day is going to look like. And like you're in school, I'm going to be in schools. Like it's, yeah. it's going to be hard to figure out when and where we're going to record. But uh, like we said, with not having a consistent schedule, every episode we put out there, we're going to feel like is you know worthy of being listened to all the way through. So we've kind of already talked about that, but yeah, do you have anything to add on that front?
0: Yeah, no. I mean, episodes are just going to come out when they come out. Uh, I feel like social media also might be cleaned up a little bit. I'm thinking that we might just stick with Twitter. I think like Instagram isn't really... Uh, this is on me, partially, because I'm just bad at social media. But uh, I feel like the Instagram isn't really doing a whole lot. And I think Twitter... For how, however longer it exists, you know, if it does crash and burn with the whole thing that's going on, we'll pivot, obviously. But, you know, Twitter is where, like, we got so many questions uh, after we put that, to, like, way more than we thought we were going to get when we put out the, the call for this episode. So, I feel like streamlining streamlining that and, like, tying up loose yeah. ends a little bit with the things that we just don't pay too much attention to will be a little better on both of our minds going forward so I'd
1: yeah and like instead of dedicating that time to the instagram we can like make graphics for the twitter like cut promos for the twitter like really yeah put our all into that and i've kind of turned that into a a mini ship post account in recent memory but you know what <laughs> i think that's on brand for us i think I that think you so, know just yeah. typing typing in the lowercase having fun with it i think that's that's our that's our brand these days so Again, we're just we're we're the fun podcast these days, and that's exactly what we're after. We're having a good time.
0: We absolutely Guess, try to be.
1: <laughs> we're gonna I feel like we're doing really good on the guest front lately. We're gonna keep that rolling into next year. We already have a couple slots lined up for some games, so we'll mm-hmm. keep that going. Guests have been great. Thank you all for coming on. If you wanna come on, please feel free to reach out. We will not take no for an answer. mini-series. I'm going to put you on the spot. Your series is going to come out this year, whether it's now or December 31st. It is going to hit our (laughs) airwaves this year, ladies and gentlemen. So get your popcorn
0: ready. Yep, yep. It's done. Like The the script is done. Uh, I just need to record it. And, you know, I will... It's completely on me that it is not out at this point. I've just... It's been definitely a lot of fear <laughs> in putting it out. Uh, oh, dude, recording by
1: yourself is just like, oh.
0: Yeah, because like when, when I'm when I'm by myself, I'm like, I need my voice inflections to sound perfect. Oh, this sounds a little weird. I should just re-record this whole section. Uh, but also just the fact that it's super long and I didn't and I wanted it to be high quality, but I didn't have my new mic. I didn't really have a consistent place to record where there was like sound uh, sound quality that I wanted you know, besides me going and renting out, or not renting out, but like scheduling an appointment with uh, going into my uh, commons area and in my college's library, sort of like the information commons is where I went to. But that's only a limited time. And I feel like then I'd be rushed and, you know, a lot of anxiety going into it. But uh, I will absolutely I this is my promise. This will be a New Year's resolution for me in addition to uh, working out more. Is getting this getting at least the first episode of this miniseries out, uh, by sometime in this year. <laughs> okay, all right, perfect. I love it. And
1: but well, what about yours? You know, I was, you, uh, yeah, I, not to not I, to, I to flip it back on you bit. or anything, but <laughs> no, I you know it's completely fair. You flip it back on me. Yeah, the remake series will continue. I, again, I just haven't had time to do it. So, but and now maybe that you know us recording not being able to record together all the time, we'll have extra, maybe the free time we have, we can fill with doing these little projects of ours. So, you know, I'll have the seven remake. You'll have your thing going. I don't want to spoil it yet because you haven't released it, but maybe we can work on other projects as well. Like Eric from the Unlockables just announced like three different miniseries he's doing on his show, which is going to be insane. So maybe we can come up with an idea like that and do something along those lines. But yeah, we're kind of open to all ideas as always, you know, just keeping, just finding a way to keep, Somewhat consistently having something on the feed every every now and then every few times a month. We'll do what we can do. So Mm. that's really it for 2023. uh, A lot of loose ends, but that's just kind of we're kind of flying without a map here. Yeah. Going in this year. Just too much is going on. Uh, Crazy that we (laughs) we graduated high school and we started this. And Mm. in the blink of an eye, we're going to be, you know, putting on giving it getting college diplomas. That's wild, but
0: that doesn't feel right. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, enough existential crisis. Let's get back to some questions. Yeah, yeah. Let's. What do you it. say?
0: I, I think we. Speaking do of that.
1: our, yeah, speaking of our good friend Eric, if you haven't gotten enough of Eric on these airwaves, um, go listen to our last episode, then come back and listen to his question because he's back again. Eric, um, thank you again for the question, your support, your friendship, and the hard work on your end. Uh, please enjoy your well-deserved break and we look forward to seeing you come back and hopefully doing more collabs in the future. Eric asked, if you could have any fictional video game character on the show, who would it be, and what would the interview be about?
0: So this is interesting. Um, You said I couldn't do Grow Vile from Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, so I won't. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) I thought for sure you'd come back with something, but you didn't, so all my characters are on the table.
0: Yeah. um, You know, I was honestly kind of thinking samus um mostly because i was thinking either samus or master chief because i think they're so they're such interesting characters because they're they're those force of nature characters that i really love just yeah indomitable will indomitable strength just nothing phases them they're just able to do whatever and they have full confidence in you know completing their mission and all that and i feel like that's just such an interesting mindset that i've I've been trying to sort of get in the tap into, tap into a little bit, you know, cause th- those are the types of people that sort of inspire me in my daily life uh, is, yeah. is those types of people like just beacons of just, you know, power and strength, not, you know, some, yeah, power and, and strength. Not saying that power is everything They're you know, Mirio from my hero academia is another character that I think fits into this sort of category. Uh, as well as Noah from Xenoblade Chronicles so you just in their mindset, you know, their optimism is what makes them that force. Uh, both being, of course, incredibly strong themselves, but it's more their, uh, what they leave onto others that makes them that unstoppable, uh, indomitable force of will. So, yeah. Uh, probably Samus or, or Chief, because uh, they don't talk too much, so I think, it would they would have more interesting insights than say someone like Noah, who we basically know everything about his sort of mindset there, so yeah Samus or chief would probably be my my go to there
1: i I took this answer a completely different route, mine's more <laughs> up for laughs, as I'm sure you could have guessed, but of course my first answer was chapters thirteen through sixteen Dimitri fire him three houses
0: okay yeah that makes sense just to get
1: his opinion his true opinion on everything going on around him um yeah just god that would be just him yelling into the microphone all the time would be insane content (laughs) for the show yeah like just that'd be incredible like or or it could go horribly wrong because when you talk to him in the chapel he just doesn't say anything to you so this would be either the best interview ever or the worst interview ever but Mm -hmm. I think that'd be interesting, like, asking, asking him, like, well, what does it mean to, like, actually, like, what are you actually trying to accomplish here, Dimitri? Yeah. Like, besides just crushing Edelgard like a, like a volleyball, what are, you, what are we going for here? And my second answer, and I would only have one, I would only need one question for this next person because we could talk about this for hours. And it, it's, it's Kirby. Oh, and I would ask sake. Kirby, what is it like to be you? and i feel like we could just talk for hours about his life
0: oh my fucking god (laughs) i i'm not see that's dangerous because i think there's the possibility that you just never stop talking about it
1: like if kirby went on the howard stern show they'd still be recording
0: yeah like (laughs) Like, they would still be talking like that would be a days-long broadcast for sure
1: Think of how many listens we'd get though if we interviewed Kirby.
0: Yeah, right. I like that would be That'd the be most great. listened to podcast on on the airwaves if we did that.
1: Uh, so I, how could you not? Like his life is so interesting. Just he lives in a cute place. He is he lives he's in a cute environment. It's a colorful environment. But he faces natural disaster and destruction every time he gets out of bed, yeah. and he saves the day every
0: time. Yeah, like it's no big deal. Like he, he's like, look, I talked about force of nature characters. Like, that is literally Kirby canon that he is a force of the universe. Like, when you copy someone, like, does it hurt? Like, how is that process? What is that like? like yeah, like, when you swallow a whole dude with a sword, does it hurt going down? Yeah, like, do you have limbs and joints and Do you have a muscles, stu- Is it a black a hole in there? Like, are you connected yeah, like to what? The, co- the greatest cosmic <laughs> physical force imaginable? How are you able to stretch your mouth over a buick like, how is that possible do, do some does, then the, dri- does the rust give you like tetanus
1: yeah and then how do you
0: drive it your arms are tiny i think it's with his tongue like he just uses his tongue to get on the steering wheel he,
1: does he have a tongue that's ha- another yeah. question
0: look at, look at how many questions can we ask this guy like kirby Endless
1: questions. he's the most uh, he's the most unknown entity in like i feel like we know more about link than
0: we do kirby oh for sure he kirby is the most interesting man in the world like he's the personification of those fucking commercials of the Dosakis commercials, yeah. it's just Kirby. Yeah, it's
1: just him. Maybe that'll be the that'll be the picture for this episode: is Kirby and the Dosakis oh, commercials. Fuck's sake. All right. Well, I think I feel, like, I feel like we nailed it on the head there I think with so, Kirby. Yeah. So, Eric, um, again, thank you. Please enjoy your break, and we look forward to all the great stuff you're going to bring to the Unlockables in 2023. And we will dive into one more here before we get back into the awards from Aaron and Tommy of the Superpod Saga, gents. Thank you very much. Here's to a wonderful year, both for you guys individually and on the show. And again, just like um, the gaming together with Philip and Nave, we hope to cross paths with you in 2023. Lots of time left to do it. Let's get something done. Mm. They said an anime question. So right away, I'm off. I'm behind the eight ball. (laughs) If you were a character in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, what would your stand power be? Bonus points. It's absolutely nuts and complex as shit. That's word for word. So, okay. I looked up, We've been recording for about an hour now. I had to look up an hour and five minutes ago what a stand power was. <laughs> but I've also had time when you were talking to think about my stand power, and I think I have it. Okay. So, to my understanding, a stand power is like a lot like a persona where you summon an entity that you can control, but you're also in control of yourself. Yeah. And it just basically gives you buffs or debuffs or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that my own right? It, path? it can
0: also like. Like sometimes some of them is just like a punt, like they they fight for you. I think Dio's, which is like the main villain of uh, of one of the parts of JoJo's, uh, his like stops time. So okay, uh, and some and I think I don't know what Jotaro. Divine pulse. Basically. I don't know what Jotaro's is, but it just looks like it punches really fast. So okay, you know it can be all sorts of crazy shit.
1: So you. For my Smash character, you made me more of like an attacker type of character. For this, I'm going to be a support character. I'm going to draw attention away from my teammates. Okay. And by doing that, my stand power is going to be, I'm going to summon The Rock. Oh, my God. And he's going to go on IG Live, and we're going to crush a cheat meal. (laughs) And everyone's just going to have to watch, because those get millions of viewers every time. And while everyone's watching that, you guys can go accomplish your mission.
0: So... Can I follow follow up question? Uh, yes. Is your stand the rock or is your stand a separate entity that summons the rock? Both. I can
1: only have one.
0: I mean, I guess that makes it complex like that's a that, that's complex as shit. So I guess that is that that fits the bonus point criteria. So. so
1: my so my stand is the rock and he'll be recording us and then my entity is also the rock and we're he is eating a cheat meal okay. with me after a workout. So the rock's recording, the rock is eating, and I am also eating. and that's my stand power. And those get millions of views. So right away everyone's Instagram pops up. like the rock just went live. So everyone goes to watch and it's just me and him housing at a hundred piece nugget while you guys go in and do accomplish your task.
0: So I think the, it's great. So let me ask, is, is there any like almost like hypnotic pull, like supernatural hypnotic pull to these <laughs> videos? Or are you just relying on the natural like fan base and draw of the rock?
1: I am relying. <laughs> Such a good question. I am relying on the person that we are fighting is one of the... Hang on, I'm getting the exact number. Is one of the 356 million people that follow The Rock on Instagram.
0: Okay, so... Not an... A non-zero percentage of the population you would be aptly prepared to fight.
1: Yes. Or correct. to
0: assist us in fighting.
1: Yeah, like, if we are in, like... If we are in a spot where we need, like, a get free card, I just summon The Rock, and... It gives us time to get out of there.
0: I see. Well,
1: it's going to take more than a couple bulls bullets to take the rock down. Like, come on now. I, you like, know, even if
0: he- <laughs> you're probably right. Uh, he probably has some natural armor at this point. Uh, oh, he definitely does. An armored bonus is a DD and d thing. But are there any other specifications to such a power?
1: <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. That's all I got.
0: I see. Well, I I do hate to, I have I'm really not gonna be able to take too much advantage of your opening that you create with my stand powers. Well we'll so fight
1: in separate forces.
0: I-, I was feeling particularly, you know, money conscious when I was thinking about this. So I decided to go in sort of a Midas touch scenario where my stand, anything it touches, turns into dollar bills. Uh with a few with a few specifications. So you the thing cannot be organic. So you can't turn a human into money, or like you can't turn like a dog into money. It has to be sort of an inorganic thing uh, matter. And I figure this would be like not overpowered because you have to get you have to turn something already exists. You have to get rid of something existing in order to you know have it transform into money. So you have infinite money, but you sort of have to sacrifice at least some sort of object. The bigger the object, obviously the more dollar bills it transforms into. But also, like what dollar bills it turns into is random. So it could be anything from it could be a one, a five, a twenty. It sort of goes by. Sort of goes by rare, a very rare two dollar bill, yes. Uh, (laughs) But it goes on sort of a gotcha system. So it's like you know, there's a a percentage chance of a bill appearing. So you know, the more matter you convert, the more likely chance you have of bigger bills coming in. But okay, I also think like it. yeah, that that's kind of the that's kind of it. I, I was going to say there might be a size requirement, but it, there's already sort of a, a give and draw with uh, turning bigger things into money. So I guess comboing with you, I could like turn the person's like clothes or like gear that they're wearing or like weapons they're wielding into money. I suppose. Yeah, you could. bills, but th- not much more than that. I I could disarm them. I could I could slightly unequip their stuff in a very over over complicated way. Maybe they would be distracted by the money additionally. So any other forces that we're fighting with could have a bitter, a big a a bigger opening.
1: Yeah. You can use yours to buy a bigger cheat meal for me and my, yeah, they just go ham. You have the biggest
0: distraction. Yeah. The
1: biggest IG live ever. I think that's a great idea,
0: but yeah, sort of a, a Midas touch with money with sort of a, a gotcha system, uh, put in there that, that would be what my stand power is. Okay,
1: perfect. Well, thank you, Aaron and Tommy, for the question. With that <laughs> with that complicated shit out of the way. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go back to the awards and switch it up often recognizes and appreciates the wonderful talents in the voice acting industry, and we plan on doing so again right now. But before that, we need to recognize not just a personal friend of ours, but a true hybrid and trailblazer in the <laughs> VA community, Mr. Brock Matthews. Mm-hmm. Um, as you Brock's been on the show many times, he does great work over on his show. He he's he's a force of nature when it comes to work. So tonight we have two awards: the Brock Matthews Honorary Best Performance Award, and the Brock Matthews Honorary Best Line Award in a video game. Yes, and we are going to start with Best Line. So, are we, Tyler? Yes, we are. I I think I read the script wrong, but we're starting with best line, and we're just going for it. Okay, got it. We couple couple of um, honorable mentions, and then we each have some nominations. Of course, six nominations for this one, I believe. Yes. So I will go. I will go first. All right. With my honorable (laughs) mention comes from Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. Cloud, this is my hometown. This is gungaga
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i that was my
1: zach how how, how was i zach was i all right no
0: you had the inflections absolutely correct that's exactly how i remember it Uh, please explain why um, this is your honorable mention
1: just made me laugh out loud a very dark point in the game
0: honestly like as, as silly as the line itself is the context like it's honestly a very good line i think it's better than the like me, Gungaga. I think it's better than it, that one. Yeah, no, it's like it's funny, Gungaga, but it, I don't know. It, it's sort of just because, like, the story of Crisis Core is kind of bad. <laughs> it's kind God. of bad. Uh, has its moments. It has its moments. Zach is pr- is a pretty damn good character. His script is not great, but even still, he's a good character, and he he's gone through a lot of changes at this point in the game, and. Uh, you know he he's pulling around you know vegetable cloud uh everywhere he's going <laughs> in, a, in a motorcycle yeah he's being chased down by the people he used to work for but you know just the way that Caleb Pierce delivers this line it's, he's just so full of elation and like it, it you can really feel the pure happiness that Zach has from just seeing his hometown again you know even with the silly name even with all that like he's just so relieved to be where he is and i feel like caleb Pierce really sold that in this line and and it did make me smile in a really in a really dark point in the game so i think even though it is a very funny line it actually is like like good as well
1: yeah i i completely agree um do you even want to try doing your voice acting for the next one fuck's sake do you just want to read it off like tyler i I can
0: try so, so i'll try i'll try okay so here we go so this is uh, a line from uh, Harry McIntyre playing Noah. Uh, in, uh, this is another honorable mention, by the way. These are not the, uh, the nominations. This is not an honorable mention. Uh, it's unbearable seeing life sl- slip away from you, even though they're right there. What am I even doing? That was good. Uh, that was really good. You, you forgot the sob. It just says sob at the end of that. Yeah, line. no, it it's you know, no, that was great. Harry, Harry breaks down crying, of course, in this line, which I, I cannot at the moment. But yeah, um, chapter five. Again, we, we talked about this on our Xenoblade uh, episode, but seeing Noah really for the first time break, like really for the first time the bloody knuckle shot, it's so good. It's so good. Just cr- He just crumples, you know, like everything that Noah has worked for and all of like the, you know, Mio and, and everyone and just his ideals are just completely dashed on the rocks as, as N would say. And he's just grappling with the role that he has in this world. And it's such, you know, Noah speaks in like broad terms. He's, he's kind of cryptic, honestly, in a lot of the ways that he thinks about Uh, you know life and death and the system they find themselves in but you know that line right there is just anyone can understand it anyone can think about like seeing a light a human life slip away from you and you're unable to do anything like that's just such a raw powerful scene that i feel like that can move anyone or have a twinge in people's hearts when when they think about such a situation and, and Noah lives that every single day of his life pretty much so just just great performance by Harry McIntyre on there definitely deserves the honorable mention spot
1: yeah hundred percent agree can't really add much more on that and our last honorable mention um I guess I'll take I guess, I guess I'll, I'll take a crack at this one too um yeah yeah go for all it. right here we go last honorable mention comes from Claude Von Regan of Fire Emblem Three Hopes and this is more so just a way of me trying to get Claude in the in the award show versus yeah. me. i think this is a good line but you know comes from a cool moment at the battle of all party's already starting huh it's too bad we couldn't throw over something a little more civilized and it's just a good way of breaking up the you know tension of the battle even hilda's like is it going to kill you to be serious for once Claude, like right after they're hanging on the hills it, it could be right before he betrays you or fights with you yeah. It's a cool little line in the game. Again, like nothing super special, and definitely not as you know, probably the, the least of the honorable mentions. But just had to toss him a bone. You got
0: to showed up for Josija. Yeah, of course. But I mean, I mean, yeah, Josija, we love you. Come on the podcast. Yeah, uh, please do. But uh, with that being said, it's time for the uh, real nominations for for this category. Do um, you want to go top to bottom, and and you start since this is more your uh, your forte for this first one. All right, sure, um first nomination,
1: simply, my name is cloud, soldier, first class, just for what it sets up for what it means yeah. and perfect finishing line for that game um not the not not the last you will hear Cody Christian's name in this award show, yeah, but
0: one of the yeah, just perfect one of the lines where it's like it's not the actual line itself, it's the context. Uh, that makes it exactly. so good. Just, you know, after you go through this whole game, seeing Cloud transformation from a lowly Shinra grunt into the man we will know in in Seven, just hearing those words and seeing him on the train right after everything that happened with Zack is just, it, it really did give me chills when I finished the game. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah, Tyler got to watch about 10 seconds of remake
2: at the end of that game. I, I was did, very yeah. happy for him, but... <laughs>
0: I guess I'll take this next one
1: too. And we both have a hot take for this next line. Yeah. We actually yeah. agree with, but uh, embrace your dreams and whatever happens, protect your honor as soldier. Like just again, straightforward, badass from Zach's pivotal moment in that game. Mm-hmm. But
0: I think I like the remake delivery better. Yeah, I think, I think I, I really do like the remake delivery better. I, I heard that one first, so maybe that's why, but I don't know, Uh, even in even in Reunion, you know, the Crisis Crisis Core remake uh, with Caleb Pierce, I I think he I think he left it all on the floor more during remake. Obviously, that changes it to from as soldier to as a soldier. But I don't know. I I like the sort of inflection that he has more in that one. I don't know why. Also, we should say uh, we should include the come and get it could uh, <laughs> come and get it. That's true. You know, that it, is like Zach's famous line, of course, being tacked on at the end there. Just a good little way to sort of tip yeah. it off. But yeah, G-
1: gives Angeal's line, then gets his own little signature
0: line there at the end. So a great line all the way around. It, and it, Caleb it, Pierce really killed that final sequence of Zach. Really? It just brings everything together. You know, with Zach doing the salute from Angeal, you know, protect your oh, so honor soldier, and then his own personal take on it with the come and get it, uh, his own sort of personal catchphrase, uh, Holding the Buster Sword that he'll he, eventually and, pass on to Cloud, uh, and he gives it to him. He destroys that entire army. <laughs> yeah, but then you know, just everything that happens after that, just a, you know, again, embracing Zach as one of those force of nature characters, just facing down mm-hmm. impossible odds and saying, "Come and get it." Uh, just just such a great line. I love it. It really is. So I guess I'll try this next one. Oh, God, uh, I, I didn't try that last one. So uh, this is going to be a little tougher for you to um, deliver here. So, yeah, I, I can't do a good Mio. Uh, Amy Fionn Edwards, forgive me, but uh, I'll, I'll do my best sort of impression of the accent at least. Uh, okay. But if this road I've walked were to keep on going, I'd like to spend that time with my Noah. Uh, that was that was pretty good um that was a good male version of the of the yeah line delivery. i that was pretty solid i didn't i didn't want to really i did not want to try to raise my voice for that i would have been way off but yeah amy fion edwards is mio chapter five fame xenoblade chronicles three the line like we talked about the track that plays behind this line but this is the line that broke the dam for the first time in this mm-hmm. game like this is this is the line, you know, my you no, know, every reaction channel that I've ever seen play this game. Yeah. It is on my Noah immediately the tears start flowing and it's just so yeah. well delivered. Mio's Mio's acceptance in the face of death while also, you know, acknowledging her desires that she doesn't want it to be the end. It. it I don't know. Like it's such a complex emotion to convey, but Amy Fionn Edwards knocked it out of the fucking park with it, and a hundred percent, yeah, absolutely fantastic line uh, there. Do you yeah, want me to I try mean, this it's... next one? <laughs> or sorry, you no, you were, uh, talking, you were talking about the line. Go go go.
1: No, that that, that I was gonna say that that was the perfect line for that moment, and again, just instant tears as soon as, as soon as it hits. Um. I, don't know. I just just want to read it like a normal person. This is a tough one. Uh, do you want um, me to do it
0: or do you want to, you to do
1: it? I can try. I can try
0: it. Um, I don't know. You, this ne- new mic. you have the
1: next one. Because you have the next one. I don't know. I can't do that one because you've actually listened okay, to that line, Okay. Okay. Sorry,
0: sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh boy. All right. Here we go. Um. I got to
1: channel my villain here. You can just try
0: it normal if you if you don't feel comfortable with it. Ah. Uh, no. Screw it. Who cares? New year. Hell yeah! Let's go. All right, uh, let
1: me let me set up. I'm actually laying down for this. <laughs> All right, okay. All right, Noah, my long shadow. You've stolen her away from me. I will extinguish you and take her back. Mio is mine. She is not yours. She's mine. You are nothing. She only
0: belongs to me, and that's Harry as end. That is Harry McIntyre as an uh, obviously more of a mon- more of a small monologue than a line, but. It, it's it. It has to be that full exchange because yeah, the moment of I'm not end, British either. That was the American this, version of it. We we also could have done like you know, the moment end broke. Uh, you know why Mio? Why would you do this to me? Yeah. Uh, but this right here, the resolve that you know even after all this, he's still going to be committed to this choice that he made. Uh, you know, rewind our clocks back to the start. That's another great line in this section. That's a great one. But what, I, at least for me, what puts this here is just the screams that Harry does. Like me, yeah, I can't mine. Do the screams. Mary like, can't though. He like almost like snarls as he's saying it, and then she belongs only to me. Not neither of us could do that justice. the 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 way he says "me," it sounds like he's just choked up. Even as a yeah. villain, he's just. S- heartbroken at Mio being gone it's just the perfect the perfect line to right before he initiates combat it's amazing yeah it really is perfect there I couldn't do it justice but I tried no you did you did good you you had that you had that fire I could feel it uh but that is that is another Harry McIntyre uh uh, mention on this list uh this next one uh, is an Elden Ring uh, one. This is the one that I personally uh, submitted for this, uh, and it is from uh, King Morgoth, one of the one of the last few bosses you'll face uh, in in Elden Ring, or at least one of the last few Remembrance ones. Uh, mm-hmm. This is right before the uh, f- the battle with him. He says, "Have it writ upon thy meagre grave, felled by King Morgoth. Lost of all kings. Uh, that was my best sounds menacing. That was my best Morgoth impression, but not I many get the picture. Not many bosses actively shit talk the Tarnished as before <laughs> he fights, but this is the second, uh possibly third uh Morgoth fight uh, that you have in the game. Uh, he's just there harassing you the whole time. He's the first boss, like the first main boss technically in Elden Ring and he's famous for being a super hard first boss like this is what separates the the tenacious from the ones who who you know give up on this game uh, yeah. and he is he is a damn good villain he is just such an interesting character in the lore as well but uh, Anthony Howell is his voice actor so you know absolutely deserving of that i think he does a fantastic job so many so many characters in elder ring Don't have a lot of lines, but, you know, the lines they do have are just iconic as shit. So had to put in uh, Morgat being my personal favorite there.
1: All right. And the last one, um, Cassandra Lee Morris, not she plays Morgana in Persona, right? She does. Yes. Yeah. um, As Morgana. But in this case, as Sothis. Such vexing arrogance for one so small. And again, that's just like. Uh. More so the moment than the line, but, like, the line sends shivers down your spine. Like, Shez is finally about to beat Byleth, and for the first time, like, she then she teleports away, and you're like, what's going on? And then, boom, she beats, strikes you once, you fall over, and then she points the sword at you and just delivers that line, like... The Byleth body, but conveying the Sothis voice, it's just, oh, it's so good.
0: It's just so, I feel like for us, it's more impactful, because it was like, we've never heard Sothis talk in such a menacing tone. You know, combine that with the fact that she's, like, piloting Byleth's body like a flesh suit, uh, and, like, speaking her voice out of Byleth's mouth, plus the fact that this this is the fusion scene in Three Hopes, and just... Turning the protagonist of the last game that we hold so dear into such a a terrifying force like a villain it's just so such a good line that encapsulates that
1: yeah, not not to turn this into a three hopes ramp, but just one of them such a cool idea that's just not nearly explored enough was the so this dynamic in that game, but a great line nonetheless. um all right, it's time to pick a winner, Tyler after all of that, I mean, I think. Uh, I hate to give another award. I really hate to give another award. Oh, yeah, it's uh, such three. a, such
0: a, yeah. But
1: I, I think I'm, I'm leaning Mio here. What
0: do you think? I was leaning N, but I think I really do have to give it to, I do have to give it to Mio because it's a lot, like that is the line that made me cry. And if if a if a piece of dialogue can do that, it does deserve the award. So if you're okay with Mio, I am absolutely on board with that. I think, I think Amy fionn Edwards deserves that one. Yeah, and um, God fucking damn it! Just reading our best
1: performance nominations. Okay, I know, I um, know. <laughs> we've only played two games this year, but moving on to best performance nominations. Um, half the cast of Xenoblade Chronicles Three. True. Uh, yeah. Kitty Archer is Uni. Oliver Hubbin is Tyon, and. Jack Bardo, I believe, is lands. They all get honorable mentions. Um we also um we threw Chris Hackney a bone because he got absolutely robbed at the 2019 Game Awards. Yes. So we figured an honorable mention at the 2022 Switch It Up Awards. Like he three hopes came out this year, but like this is like a wink wink, like under the table three houses nomination. Yeah. So um Chris Hackney, you're we always always appreciate your work and this might be a hot take caleb Pierce is zach i think the voice is better than the original one i think he did a great job given the material he had to work with i think the emotional moments that especially at the end they hit they pay off it sounds choppy at times he's delivering some awful lines at times but when he had when he had to show up he did and i think that at the very least gives him an honorable mention
0: yeah no i agree uh something has to be said because even though like I am definitely going to criticize the shit out of the you know the writing and the story of Crisis Core. The fact that I came out of it still loving Zach as a character, I think I think speaks to Caleb Pierce's talent. Uh, you know, again, not always the best lines, but I don't know. It was just the energy that he brought to Zach. It was like the energy that I felt whenever Zach talked. That sort of Caleb yeah. was able to, you know shape and and you know crystallize and in, in key moments uh i think he absolutely deserves an honorable mention here uh he did great in in crisis core
1: yeah i can't wait to see what he does i think he sounds great in battle in crisis core oh, i can't yeah. wait to see what yeah i can't i cannot wait to see what he does with a, a real script and real scenario writers in in re, rebirth and and beyond so yes that said i uh, i just took all of that but I'll let you go with your nomination
0: for best performance first. Of course, of course. Uh, this so my personal nomination uh, for best performance is uh, Jonah Scott as Aiden Caldwell, uh, protagonist of Dying Light Two. like not many voice actors like, wowed me as much as as Jonah did when. I played. He was coming off the shoes. Roger Craig Smith played Kyle Crane, which is the protagonist of Dying Light One. Uh, I almost thought he reprised the role. Jonas Scott sounds a lot like uh, Roger Craig Smith in some scenes of this. But when I found out it was a different voice actor, I was I was interested to see his take on on a new Dying Light Two protagonist. And holy shit! Like the the voice cast is pretty damn good in Dying Light Two. Uh, the script can sometimes be a little uh a little wishy washy. Uh but like Jonah Scott, I feel like carried the hell out of that game. Like the story is a little wonky, the writing can be a little wonky. Uh but I don't know, just just Aiden brings like Jonah as Aiden brings such a like a very relatable energy. Like a lot of his lines are just like him swearing uh when something's going wrong or like you know when when he's in danger uh, or he's just super annoyed with someone doing some stupid uh, shit in the story he's like you know fuck you asshole this is stupid Uh just I, I absolutely loved his performance he brings so much emotion he is like laying it out on the field every single line from efforts to big monologue moments to you know everything in between Side, you know even the side quests you know quiet moments by himself he is just nailing it every single time and i th- there was there was no one else i could choose for my personal nomination than him he absolutely makes dying light 2 what it is it, it's fantastic
1: well if you if aiden Caldwell was or was if aiden Caldwell was your only choice then uh cloud strife was my only choice <laughs> cody christian uh hear me out okay um, hey, I'm Final, hearing you. crisis core five Phase seven reunion cloud is in like maybe twenty to twenty-five percent of that game. But he gets this nomination solely for the two absolutely perfect screams of emotion in that game. Yeah. They are perfect. Like literally perfect. And they can sound if you listen to the original Crisis Core, Steve Burton, God bless him, cringy screams (laughs) at those uh, those two moments at the end of the game and in the Nebel in in the Nibelheim reactor. Cody Christian just is Cloud. Like, he is the perfect voice for this character. Yeah. It is in Remake, he is amazing. Like, I really think he has the potential to get, depending on how emotional Rebirth gets, he has the potential to get a best performance nomination. I really think he's that good. And this is his first ever voice acting role. He's just perfect as this character. And again, this is like an under the table nomination for Remake, but in Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, he's playing this different version of Cloud, this much more dumbed down beaten down like m- like loserish version for lack of a better word but it's perfect he does it so well and just those two screams are just they're if you play the game you know what i'm talking about they are just perfect so cody yeah. christian i will nominate you until the end of time for <laughs> best performance as cloud I mean, and yeah
0: i mean if you do any ad, anything to
1: add no you, i mean you did yeah. play the game yeah so.
0: i was able to say i played crisis core that was my first real uh Exposure to Cody this Cloud, and he just played because I I had watched a playthrough of remake, so I knew how Cloud sounded then. But just he plays such so a different. like a meeker version of Cloud so well as well. Like like we talk about you know his two big screams, but you know even his moments with like looking up to Zach first meeting him, like getting sick
1: on the ship, he, like yeah yeah he's very
0: he's very skittish in Crisis Core almost, like much more toned down, much more you know nervous and everything and. I think Cody Christensen played that super well as well. Uh, You know, in addition to obviously his more badass, you know, lone mercenary soldier type in uh, remake in remake. But I think he played this off super, super well as well. And then, of course, obviously the huge uh, scream moments uh, of emotion in both of those scenes that you're talking about icing on the cake. Just fantastic performance in a game that, you know, has some very wishy washy. Dialogue, but he did really in a game really, that
1: in a game that really
0: needed it in a like, game that really needed, needed like it. Yeah, a, he he came in yeah, in the last like twenty percent and really killed it.
1: Yeah, they needed that. So uh, I'll let everyone at home take a guess at who the next three nominations are and what game they're <laughs> uh. from. But all right, if everyone submitted their guesses, uh you got it. It's Xenoblade Chronicles Three. The game's good. You should play it. You but should, yeah, we've talked about the two already: Harry and Ami. Is that how you say it? uh Amy Amy Fionn Edwards I think Amy Fionn Edwards okay Amy Fionn Edwards as Mio and M Harry McIntyre as Noah and N and Tyler and I decided to give the only American VA of the main cast uh, Rebecca Lachance as Senna the third the, the final nomination here Tyler I'll let you take lead because I have kind of you know I feel like we've talked about Xenoblade to death so we don't really need to go into details yeah. to why these people are nominated who do you think deserves this honor?
0: Yeah, so I mean, I think I have to give it to like like Senna brought the emotion. I, I feel like very much like Aiden, like like Jonas guys, Aiden Caldwell. I feel like Senna was just leave uh, Rebecca Lachance is leaving it out on the field every single time. Even though Senna by far has like the least amount of story, I'd say compared to like the main six. Uh, comfortably, comfortably, she, like every single scene, you can I can tell just that she's leaving it all on the floor, uh, like leaving it all out on the court there, and I I just really loved every scene with Senna. She was adorable. She was emo She was you know heartbreaking at points, and it, it was it was fantastic. But I I really do feel like it's a it's a race between our two our two leads. I really do. Um, Unfortunately. I was trying to build the
1: case for Senna in my head just to change it up, but you're right. Like she just doesn't have enough crucial moments in the story. Because, like, I think, although the the self sacrifice scene's pretty good, but that doesn't that doesn't hold a candle to. I was about to say N&M even even through. though that is a
0: huge emotional moment. Like this game, the bar is so high. You know what I mean? It thrives off the two that we're about to talk about. But yeah, like I think before chapter five, I would choose. Amy I think you're about to are, are you about to say Amy's better as Mia or as Harry's better as N and that's kind of where the debate but that's is what here. I was going to say I think comfortably that's true but you get to chapter five and you see no like you see Noah break and that's when you realize that every like his performance Harry McIntyre's performance as Noah throughout the first four chapters of the game were, were super purposeful for this reason is to make this moment better like I, like they. It's just tough to build
1: a
2: case, even like for Amy. Mio, like,
0: Mio has the lot. Mio has the monologue in the cell. Uh, Harry McIntyre has the monologue as N, and like N's evil, like you know, reveal as he's like you know gloating to them in the cell. But I, I, I was you go because I think I have my choice. But but you go if you have anything to. to I, I think the choice has to be Harry McIntyre. Yeah, just because I think.
1: I don't, I don't think that, God, it's weird. I don't know how I'm trying, I don't know how to want a word what I'm trying to say, but Mm -hmm. I think um, Amy has the moments as Mio, but she never has a moment as M, whereas Harry has moments with both that are just so good and so well done and so purposeful. Like, even, like, he plays, like, the distraught, like, N, like, so good, like, in that final battle, like, and you just realize it's the voice actor basically having a conversation with himself playing two different characters, like, I love Amy, she's a great Mio, like, Mio's my favorite character to come from this game, personally, yeah, I just don't think that console M, and it's on purpose, but console M doesn't have the emotional pull, as strong as Mio's is by itself, I think Harry McIntyre does a great job of delivering two sides of a different coin as both Noah and N, and that's why he would get my pick.
0: here. Yeah, I, I think you've nailed it on the head because now thinking back on it, there are a lot of versions of Mio, as there are you know uh, Noah as well. Like you know, there's our Mio, there's past Mio in the flashbacks uh, of of N's history, and there's M, but they're really they really do all act the same, like like. Amy has, you know, it's, it's one character that's super consistent across all of its incarnations, and she nails it hard, like, really good. But Harry McIntyre has R. Noah. He has N, two wildly different, you know, interpretations of the character. And even, like, past N, you know, like, flashback N is sort of different from both. Yeah. He, he's still got that distraught nature to him but he's not evil yet you know and
1: then the one where you beat him in chapter seven he's just even further distraught
2: i was about to say it's just like
0: there's like almost four versions of the same character it's crazy yeah and and harry had to balance them all and he like nailed every version perfectly like the the one that i didn't really like going into this was you know our base noah at the beginning i was like oh you know he's not he's not wowing me or anything but then i realized then i realized after chapter five or like at chapter five, that it was all so calculated and purposeful. Like the way yep. that he portrayed Noah. And now looking back, it's like his performance is fantastic. Like on a second viewing, like putting everything in perspective, amazing performances, Noah. So I, yeah, I have to agree with you. I think Harry McIntyre is absolutely deserving of this, of best performance award.
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just stop the show. We need to stop the show. I've abs- I've just, what? we need, we need to talk. We stop, what? stop. Stop. I think we're, sorry, sorry. I think we're getting a, an emergency uh, call
0: in our in our high tech earpieces from our, from our producer here. But give us a second. Uh, Mr. Producer,
2: what 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 can we do for you? What's wrong? Um, it, it, It's it's terrible that I even have to explain this to both of you. But um, undefeatable. I'm, I'm here with the audience and the soundtrack for Sonic Frontier is undefeatable is it's it. It's been, I get it's been nominated and whatnot, but this is a complete rip off. Like not taken from Xenoblade Chronicles three boys, but like, I mean, come on, what are we doing here? I've, I've, I've just, I've had it, you know, uh, anime wife fucking, uh gets you impact, you know, <laughs> those, those fans got to put in boss to win their award. I've had it. I've absolutely had it. But gentlemen, what are we doing? What kind of show are we running here?
1: Tyler, I mean, we we already cashed the check from Monolith Soft uh, to give them all the awards. Say, what do we do? Does
0: that say, Nintendo? Nintendo already sent the check. Mr. Producer, are you saying that you're you are vetoing
2: the original, you know, winner who, who of the best, the best track authority? award? Uh, honestly, I, I'm I'm vetoing it, and I don't care <laughs> what you have to do. I spend spend the cash, write your apology letter to Nintendo, or give them the money back. I don't care, but I need to see this done by the end of this game show, or. Awards. I'm sorry. Awards show. Do you understand?
1: I mean, Tyler, Um, I'm going to head to the back and uh, find the check. Uh, you need to uh, call up Sonic himself. I don't know, yeah. but uh, I'm going to go. Yeah
0: Roger, uh, yeah. Roger Craig Smith. I got him on speed dial. I, I guess I'll I'll, I'll I'll shoot him a call. I, I didn't realize there was, you know, audience choice in, in the switch it up awards. But, you know, at the producers uh, uh, you, you know what, Mr. Brewster, we'll, we'll get right on that. I'm, I'm so sorry, sir, uh, for for the inconvenience. We'll, we'll 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 get right on
2: that. Don't don't apologize. I just need action. God damn it. Fucking pyro gems. Oh, my God. You just, just get it done. <laughs> just, just get it done. Y- yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Of, of course,
0: sir.
1: I'm not telling what I'm, I'm not telling Takahashi that yeah, th- Sonic <laughs> overran his game. I I, I think we got to You know what?
0: We'll, we'll just keep the check and we'll here. We'll edit this out, obviously, you know, uh, obviously. uh yeah. So, uh, c- congratulations, undefeatable for, for winning, uh, best track, uh, 2022, uh, you know, really, really good track, uh, Col- Colby, as a, as a, as a gym rat, I know that you, you really enjoyed, uh, of, of listening to it. Uh, I know really, that no, uh, no other competitors could really, uh, compete, uh, you know,
1: I know that, um, we said that the, now, um, the runner up winner. Uh, where we belong evoked emotion for us crying well we, we didn't take into account obviously as us just terrible award show hosts and completely on the wrong side of this uh, we didn't account for just absolute the banging emotion which undefeatable provides so uh, again apologies to our esteemed producer he, he does so much great work here for the show we'll get right on that on that air and uh, and keep the money
0: yeah. yes of course uh, undefeatable undefeatable actually saved my my newborn child from uh from a fire so uh yeah uh, No. no one else no one else flame deserves this award more more than <laughs> more than undefeatable you know find your flame was there as well uh but yeah uh once congratulations undefeatable uh you know th- thank you to our senior producer for uh kindly uh course correcting us and uh yeah uh we'll be right back uh for, for the next category
1: sorry for that delay everybody um so we had some developments obviously as you just saw firsthand on the show we're back from our eight minute commercial break now um first things first we would like to um congratulate undefeatable on winning best track of 2022 really no other deserving victor what do you say none my my friend yeah no and (laughs) We have taken that alleged check that uh, Mono the Soth wrote us, and we have actually um, donated it to Jeff Keeley Summer Game Fest twenty twenty three, and we will have an award in a, in our honor now, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, we have also s- sponsored seven more, um, you know, musical sections. Uh, of of this uh, Summer Games Fest so including
1: the Unlockables um, Jamboree in 2020 (laughs) we now have
0: a sponsored we have a sponsored
1: section there as well so look forward to that yeah
0: an entire two hour podcast episode to break to to break up the the reveals of Game Fest exactly one hour of Sonic music and one
1: hour of Final Fantasy 7 music for the Unlockables Jamboree so there we go look forward to that but um anyway back to the Back to the back to the business. Back to the biz. Of course, of course. Tyler. What do yes. you say? We uh, what do you say we feel some questions to kind of, you know, shake the cobwebs out before we get back onto the esteemed awards.
0: Yeah, let's let's hit it.
1: All right. This next one comes from Sumtoff aka Chris Nelson, supporter and fan of the show on Twitter, Discord, wherever. Uh thank you for your vote of confidence, Chris, and all the support you've shown, not just our show but the entire indie community we are a part of. Definitely definitely much appreciated. Most anticipated game for the Switch in twenty twenty three. Also, what game would you like to see get a Switch port in twenty twenty three? All right, for this first one, one, yeah. two, three, Tears, Tears of the of Kingdom. The kingdom.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. Tyler,
1: what game do you want to see ported to the Switch <laughs> in twenty twenty
0: three? Uh, okay. So, I I want so what I want to see. Right. Obviously, I'll, I will say Pokemon Mystery Dungeon: Explorers of Sky. Uh, just for you know brevity's sake, but also. You know, I really think if Nintendo wants to make a lot of money, they will put the, you know, several of the DS Pokemon games on to like the Nintendo Switch Online service. And I guarantee you sales will fucking spike like tenfold if you put those on there.
1: Now that like Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster exists, there's no excuse for this not to exist, right?
0: Like, like, just don't even remember, like you already have virtual console like, you know, red and blue. Uh, and stuff like that. Some of those older games, but like put Heart Gold, Soul Silver, put Black and White, you know, on there. Platinum, and, the good one. Yeah, you know, give us save files, and I promise you, you will make, you will print even more money than you already do. Uh, that that's my want. That is my desire for twenty twenty three is to get some of those old DS games uh, onto the Switch Online service. Dude, that's my
1: exact want too. Because like, it also kind of like. It's never going to happen for some no. reason, but it no. makes sense, right? Like we're coming off a year where they released two mainline games: Legends, Arceus, Scarlet, and Violet. Mm-hmm. Like, what Pokemon game is coming out next? Like that we know of? Like nothing, nothing this year has so been announced. Far. There's, there's yeah. so far nothing for this year. Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster is coming to the Switch for seventy dollars. You can get a physical edition or digital. I think is a little steep, but yeah, you can also buy them individually, which. You should be able to do that if this existed as well. There's no reason for this not to exist. Like it would print money, (laughs) like literally print money.
0: Yeah, like give us—I don't know, maybe like give us save files. Maybe do a speed up feature that a lot of like other like ROM hacks use, uh, so you can like speed up the game and stuff like that. I like streamers would stream the shit out of that.
1: Yeah, original Final Fantasy VII has a times three option where at any time during like overworld and battle scenes, you can make the game speed like three times as fast and just go through the battles and overworld encounters. Like just add something like that. I would never use it if playing black and white. I just want to run through that world again, like
0: of course. like a kid,
1: like a kid in a candy store. But yeah, honestly, after BDSP, I'm done with remakes of old gens. <laughs> I don't want to see them. I'd rather just see remaster pixel art of the games that I know and love. And now that now that something like this exists, there's no reason for it not to. This would sell 10 million copies, guaranteed. I guarantee it.
0: Yeah, if, if they were separate, like or even like just announced that they're going to slowly be releasing these, you know, Pokemon games on the Nintendo Switch Online service and you know, start off, you know, trickle feed them, and people will renew Almost, like, cert- almost like, like a fighter's pass, yeah. Yeah, like, people will buy Nintendo. Like, that will be a selling point for so many people for, like, the Switch Online service, if they don't already have it. Be- I, I, I would I be all the way you. back in. Yeah, I would absolutely be as well. So, yeah, that's, that's our one. I, I hope we've made our case. Nintendo, you can hit us up in an email, and we can talk more about it.
1: Chris, again, thank you for all your support. Next question comes from... Friend of the show, Dave Jackson, which at the time of recording, um, our Xenoblade Chronicles 3 episode just dropped. So if you, for some unforsaken reason, are mentally ill and have not gotten <laughs> enough content on Xenoblade Chronicles 3, go check that out. I had a lot of fun. Uh, go support Dave's Patreon, The Tube, and all because they put out all the high quality stuff. And again, just happy to have him on the program. Top three podcast, Tales from the Backlog. Uh, what are you doing? Just go sign up for the Patreon. <laughs> It's a min- minimal investment for a lot of a lot of great content. So he asked, and this has kind of become his his patent question. I noticed a trend here with Dave. <laughs> um, gets off on this kick. Yeah. What video game level smells the worst and the best? Funny okay. enough, we just had the same answer twice for the last question. We also, when we were talking, had the same answer for worst smelling level.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, did we? Because I, I thought Mario we had the same. We the talked best. about Mario. It was it a Mario the Mario Galaxy best or worst? Yeah, that was the best one. Oh, OK. So worst in a game
1: I've played. Like the sewers from remake have to be awful, like so bad, like the slums can't be great either, but like the sewers have to be
0: just. Yeah. Awful. I was going to say not because not only do you have like regular sewage, you have like like people live down like so near them and there's also probably yeah. like Mako poisoning and shit and that yeah, monsters in there like it can't be good. Yeah, no, uh, I w- I, I was going to go with. So this is a game I haven't played, but it's like it's a whole level in Conker's Bad Fur Day where like it's just a mountain made of feces and, and like you have to fight a like feces monster at the end who I, sings about being uh feces. So, I can't
1: imagine that smells great.
0: No, that probably. But in the game that I played, I was going to say like the Unova sewers from Black and White 2.
1: They aren't uh, great, but you can find an Eevee in there, so that's
0: excusable. You can find an Eevee above there, like in a nice little tree area. D- down in the series, you find like bats and giant radicates and shit, so that can't smell yeah. great. No, uh, but, any Any level with Zubat in it can't smell particularly well. Yeah, no, but we did have the same answer for best, which was, uh, it was so funny when I mentioned it, and you were like, that's what I'm saying. Because uh, <laughs> we decided on a gusty... What was it? Gusty Garden Galaxy from, mm-hmm. from Mario Galaxy. Is that two or one? I believe one. I think. I'll that. OK, but yeah, Gusty Garden Galaxy, the one with like the best music in the game where you fly around on those little uh, flowers. Uh, that, that's that got to smell fantastic. It's just it's just a galaxy full of, you know, clear blue skies and little planetoids with flowers growing all over them. And yeah, dude, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, who wouldn't want to just live here? You know, str- you know strong winds blow all the nice scents probably all over the galaxy so I, I feel yeah, like that yeah. would have to be the best smelling for sure
1: there's an apple planet here like how could you not just wanna there's live also there?
0: there's also like a, a galaxy that's based all around like dessert I think so or that might that might be a mini galaxy but gusty garden just was the first that came to mind. Yeah, gusty garden looks
1: beautiful just bright colorful like inviting who wouldn't want to live there
0: yeah it, it's gotta smell fantastic if you fantastic, are fantastic yeah yeah but I mean yeah. the B. I I mean the bee level
1: I mean it just smells like honey that's got to be pretty cool yeah no, that's got to
0: be good but nothing on
1: gusty garden
0: nothing on gusty garden but yeah thank you Dave for the question uh we hope we did your signature question uh justice every Wednesday
1: in a discord that will remain anonymous to protect everyone within it we recognize the best female video game characters for their badassery and critical role in the games that we love without these characters. Our male protagonists would be lost and shells themselves with no hope of defeating the evil guy at the end of the game. Not only, not only are we recognizing this award today, but it is also Wednesday at the time of recording, <laughs> which is just so, which is just so fitting. Cause it wasn't intentionally, it was not intentional at all. It just happened to laugh that way, but mm. switch it up is proud to announce the nominees for best waifu in 2022. Now, <laughs> this we, award's a com- <laughs>
2: it's a complete
1: bit, but like we got absolutely railroaded <laughs> to stay out of trouble because like all the waifus and games we played this year are from Xenoblade and Crisis Core, and we deemed all of those unnominatable because of age it's, concerns.
0: Yeah, like. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles Three has effectively been mostly uh, disqualified from this category because, in canon, everyone is ten years old or less. Yeah, uh, like, like Alexandria is like a sixth termer. Like we just can't even go near that pond.
1: I was gonna so, say like like, mo-
0: like Monica. Technically is not. Like but she she's not even deserve
1: she's not even deserving of the nom to be truthful. Yeah, she's not even, like a great character. You know,
0: there there are some characters in like some Pokemon games that have like dubious ages. So we're like we're not gonna touch any of that with a ten foot pole.
1: Uh, I was pumped to be like, Oh Cisne, she's great. Nope, sixteen, out of there. Like yeah, I can't like I not... I asked I asked for the fifteen minutes of gameplay where she's twenty to be nominated, but um was also denied by the committee and the producer, so
0: yeah, that being uh, said, we,
1: th- this uh, his category's dry this year. Maybe we can uh, get it. Maybe for twenty twenty three, we can spice it up a little bit. But I mean, firearms coming out, of course, it's going to be spiced up. But
0: yeah, uh, honorable mentions are all mine because <laughs> they're from <laughs> games that I played and you did not. So uh, we have.
1: I'll try to think of one. Hang on. Yeah, sure. But you go ahead. I'll yeah, try to think one. So
0: the the ones that we have currently are uh, Kogita from uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. You know, one of the two Cynthia ancestors in that game. Uh, very mysterious. Gives you the last, the, the final plate that you need to get to get to uh, Spear Pillar. Uh, seems to see through Volo's uh, shit all the time. She's, she's pretty badass. She's friends with the Legendary, so that's really cool as well. It's neat. Uh, so that's Kogita. Uh, we have Lawan from Dying Light 2. Uh, badass, assassin lady. Uh, she speaks her mind has quite the the potty mouth on her but uh she she's kind of badass very very integral to like the final sort of moments of the game also depending on the choices you make so uh pretty cool and you can also share some like there is a specific path where you can get a little bit of romance like within the game with her already so that's pretty interesting cool. okay uh we have the next two are from elden ring uh we have uh lunar witch ronnie or lunar princess ronnie uh who is a doll technically so you know that or like her spirit is in a doll that does not stop people from sipping over her at all uh but you know she's there and then there's Melina, uh who is your companion throughout the game she fucking sacrifices herself for you in, in one of the endings or in one of the paths rather so you know, she she's the one who basically makes it so that you can turn your runes into power and level up. So she's, she's very integral to uh your your actual existence within the world, even though she doesn't show up too too often in the story. But yeah, those are the honorable mentions that I had that were appropriate for this category. But <laughs> cool, what did you think of any before we move on to the actual nominees?
1: I, I mean, I have a couple in my head, but they're not even worthy of being honorable mentions to be honest.
0: So, well, um, well then how just about move on to, yeah. just move on to the nominees. So two of these nominees also are mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Colby, we, we have one together. So why don't we say uh, what that one is first?
1: Uh, from Xenoblade Chronicles three, we dominated Queen Nia. Congratulations. The lone Xenoblade candidate in the running. Um, Ty and I both decided on, like, we weren't going to nominate both Melia and Nia. We just both like Nia more personally. So, yes. especially in, like in the in the short time she's in Xenoblade Three, like she's just a more fun character to be around. So, we decided to give her the nomination.
0: Yeah, no, Nia is awesome. Uh, I have not done the post game stuff with her yet. I've done uh, some of it, but not all of it. Yeah, I I, re- I mean she's just so fucking cool. Like she has Pyra and Mithra's blades. Uh and you know, she survives a shot straight through the chest by an by a, a Mobius. Yeah, badass. I, I love the fact that she's uh, you know, trying so hard to be so regal and so uh, you know, put together when really on the inside she's just an excitable uh, that excitable, like hyperactive person uh from XC two. Uh I really I really like it. I-, I like how it's just the same character from XC two, but it's such a different twist on it.
1: I'm excited to see her in XC2.
0: Yeah, I, I, you'll have to tell me how it is because I haven't played XC2. But from what I've seen, uh, I know the general gist of her character. But I really like yeah. her in XC3. So that is that is the one that we nominated together. Uh, and then the two that I nominated personally were uh, Rika or, or Rika from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, one of the Elite Four members, ground type Elite Four member of the Paldea region uh you run into her a few times on your gym challenge uh she's just just, just so fucking cool man like she's got <laughs> style she's got uh you know attitude she she's the interviewer for the uh the champion exam basically
1: okay so,
0: so you have to do go through like an interview with her and you know she she's got this sort of she's got this like cheeky attitude through the whole thing where she like uh, doesn't tell you if you're getting questions right in the interview, and she like compounds questions on each other. It's an easy interview, but I just I like the presentation that she gives for it. it's really cool. Uh, like for her throw, she's just so like nonchalant with her like pokeball throwing animations in battle. Uh, Wait, her, can we
1: nominate? Can we nominate Tifa? You're playing remake right now.
0: Yeah, but that's not someone honorable from a mention. Game. Honor honorable mention. Honorable mention. Tifa uh, what's your last name again uh, Lockhart Tifa Lockhart uh, I mean I, I did just pick up Final Fantasy 7 remake my I, I he's loving I took, it guys it's great I, I took control of my brother's PS5 last night and uh, I, I think I, your I brother's
1: loving it too
0: yeah I, I mean I hope so but anyway that's a discussion for another day yeah but...
1: sorry to cut you off shout out Tifa honorable mention we had to get one we had to toss her a bone Yeah, that's okay
0: and, and Colby also I think you'll like Rika because her ace is Claude Sire <laughs> I love her. Other how could you? Win how could you not like? Uh, I'm ready to give her. The, I'm ready to give her the win. No, she's she's badass. One of my one of my favorite characters from from Scarlet and Violet. That is why one, is with, one I with. I feel leads. like
1: there's so many ground type elite four members like canonically in Pokemon. There I just Rika, thinking of the one.
0: There's Rika and from, there's Bertha. From, that's it. I think that's. I think that's all of them.
1: Okay, I, I I guess I've played Platinum so many times. I've ran the Bertha like countless times. Like God Bertha like, has so many ground-type gym leaders, but...
0: Yeah, like, there's a... Giovanni is a ground-type gym leader, but there aren't... Oh, I get... Yeah, yeah that, I meant the he's not Leaf Four, yeah, I no, guess. No, he's not. He's the final gym leader, though. Close enough. Anyway, that's Rika. And then the last one that I had, uh, which Eric would probably... Eric from the Unlockables would probably be on my side for, is uh, Fiorain from Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Uh Again, badass lady. Uh She's a, a knight of the, uh, of the Elgato order. Uh, she, or, uh, I don't think the country's name is Elgato. It's just the outpost that we are stationed at when we go across the sea to this new country, but okay. she's a member of the Royal order. She's a knight of the Royal family of this country. Uh, and she, she is a sword and shield main, which I mean, I, I have to respect, that uh, is as really that is cool. mine. So, you know, made me fall in love with her immediately upon her first cutscene. scene, takes on a fucking Lunagaron, no fear, uh, she also she's also kind of central to the story, a little, uh, you know, the the little story there is in, in a in a Monster Hunter game. But, you know, she falls uh, sick under Malzino. She, like she faces down the flagship monster Elder Dragon just by herself. She doesn't beat it or anything, but she she holds her ground. She is infected by this sort of like blood disease uh, from this monster but was able to pull through. And what really nominates her for this spot, one, she's just a badass with a, with a great mindset, just always willing to help out and support uh, your your character and fight alongside you. But in the final battle against the true final boss of the game, Geismagorm, uh, you're down there. This giant like mo- kaiju monster is climbing the side of this crater and is about to rain down this laser of death upon your squad. And a cutscene plays the first time you play where... Fiorain uses a wire bug to grapple hug up to its face and shield bash uh, its weak point on its face and knock it off the side of the cliffs, giving you a damage to uh, giving you an opening to damage it. Which, I mean, just like, take my money, fucking uh, (laughs) Capcom. Like, please make her the protagonist. I want to play as her. Like, I don't want to make my own hunter. I want her to be the main character now. So... Yeah, Fiorain had had to be a nomination for this as well.
1: OK, so, so interesting conversation right here for the win,
0: because um, all the nominations so far, we have picked one of the ones that we have shared. Uh, you know, I, like one, I mean, one of the ones I, that we picked together.
1: I kind of want to give it to, to Rika, the way you talked about her made me, um, you know, actually care, like kind of kind of be interested in her. uh in her character a little bit, Fiorane sounds badass, and obviously we know Nia's badass. All three of these fit the criteria for badassery. It sounds yeah, like.
0: I was about to say, all of them are like actual, like could kick the main character's ass probably.
1: Yeah, for uh, sure. Well,
0: except Rika because 10-year-olds just hold all the power in Pokemon. Yeah,
1: it's true. Um, as soon as you hit that double age mark, baby, you can so, take So the are you're,
0: you're saying Rika...
1: Just to break it up a little bit. Break yeah, it up a little bit. I, I know.
0: I I was saying I was gonna go with Fiorane, but I'm
1: fine with that too. I mean, I I you know what, Tyler, we can give it to her because I know how much you love Monster Hunter, and as your friend, I want to see Monster <laughs> Hunter take home something this award show. Oh,
0: oh thank we can, you we so can, much. We
1: can toss the big dog a bone.
0: Yeah, because you know, because even though Fiorain and Rika both aren't like they don't have like crazy character. Fiorain is around more often and like says more things and is actually more integral to the story than yeah. Rika is. And it, for me, it wouldn't feel right nominating both of them, but picking Raika over Fiorain now that I've sort of laid out my points. So yeah. if you're, if you're willing, uh, I, I will am absolutely... more than willing. All right. Well then Fiorain, congratulations on, on winning the best waifu award. Uh, thank you uh also colby my co-host for for throwing me a bone even though you know nothing about this character
1: <laughs> oh you can thank eric he did Venmo me 50 dollars to give the win to uh
0: to fiori so. oh, that's right i did tell him to do that that's right thank you yeah, thank right. you thank you eric yeah. anyway uh great but yeah that's that's the best waifu award uh, uh what, what what do we have
1: next colby oh, god i'm kind of afraid to read what we have next but <laughs> oh uh, no
0: is this is it time it is time all oh, right no all right, it's time well, let's for an do
1: ad. It. It's time for an ad. We've officially sold out, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the final two awards are brought to you by the Play Along Podcast. Play Along Podcast is a podcast where your hosts Jared, Kai, and Ben play through games in a book club format. They pick a game and play through a section each week, so you have a chance to play along and have a discussion on the game at the end. Rated five stars on Apple Podcasts. Check out Play Along Podcast. <laughs> On all your streaming platforms,
0: Tyler. Why did I do that? <laughs> uh, because Colby, when we put out the call for uh, for questions for for today's episode, Jared decided not to comment on, on the on the thread itself, the tweet, but he he sent he sent you a DM or or what seems to be several DMs, and he gave us. 15 questions <laughs> just, just to an answer. <laughs> just an so
1: we like this dude had no, I, I'm not even kidding. I went to work and on my phone, I told it my phone and I said I had a DM. Like we the show never gets DMs. And I saw it from Jared, and I was wondering what it was about. And like I couldn't even read the message off the main page. Like I had to keep <laughs> scrolling. I'm like, what is this? And yeah, Jared sent us Oh God. 15 questions. So we're going to get and through these. We, we are going somehow. to answer
0: all 15 right now. So rapid fire. This is it for the
1: Twitter questions. We had to end it here. <laughs>
0: we, we have to end it off strong. So so let's rock. Let's start off uh, with the first one. Uh, Colby, best girl in three houses? Uh, we have different number ones, but I think each of us
1: have the same character high enough to where like their combined score would take number one, and that's Petra
0: yeah i was about to say petra
1: like mercedes is my number one petra's in the top five like i know petra's high up for you too so if we were to combine our two lists like petra i think would be the defect Pet, i would say
0: the, the average would put petra at the top uh for me runner-ups would be like marianne bernadetta um uh, oh, yeah, yeah no marianne's fantastic but i don't know petra's just so fucking just just such a delightful character that i i just love to like every single support with petra is just a fucking comedic gem and, and I love Shout, it. Uh,
1: Faye Mata? That's her, that's yep, her yep, actor, right? Mata, yeah actor.
0: Yep, Faye Mata. So great. Fantastic voice work. Uh, also great Twitter account. Uh, but yeah, that's the first question down. Uh, second one, real tough. Out of these three games, one of them has to go. Which one? Xenoblade Chronicles 3, three Fire Emblem Three Houses, or Final Fantasy seven Remake? I mean, for the show, it has to be
1: remakes because you haven't played it, and I'll go out kicking and screaming, and you're going to have to kill me to... Get
0: me out of it. <laughs> I'd have to kill you. Um, you would honestly, have to kill me. I don't know. I I think out of these three, I would probably drop three houses. Over remake, really? I don't know because I I know how much it means to you, man.
1: I, I listen, I I think that we can come, We can revisit this question once you've played more of remake, yeah, completed and or played more of remake. remake. I mean, Tyle just texted me, quote, "It's fun, really fun," and that's just all I. One
0: out of them for for, for remake. So um, well, that we'll one has we'll an asterisk
1: on it. We'll come. We'll come back to it.
0: Uh, next next question. one, kind of relating. Uh, Cloud versus byleth Who wins? I don't <sighs> know. I think byleth I think byleth's got it.
1: I think canonically, like, by I think canonically in his world, is the stronger unit for sure. But I don't know, man. Limit breaks and all that. How that would all work? But like
0: once byleth fuses like it's just kind of over but byleth also lost to
1: shez and shez would get
0: his ass beat by cloud yeah no shez would absolutely like get bodied by cloud i don't know yeah it's kind of weird what we've talked about in three hopes like it's kind of weird that shez actually beats byleth in the time that he has but doesn't doesn't count i i
1: would give this to byleth
0: yeah I'd, i'd give this to full power byleth especially if he gets a divine pulse uh, oh, and, God, yeah. And all that shit. He gets, like, full power uh, sort of creation with the with the Creststone. Byleth is, like, sneaky, one of the most powerful Nintendo characters, just, like, period. Yeah, for for sure, for sure. And, you know, Cloud... Like, like Byleth's a tactician. Cloud's more, like, brute strength, I feel. Yeah, his, his special
1: mode's called Punisher mode. Like, I mean, yeah,
0: he's kind of just, like, a Yeah, brute... I mean, Cloud's got that style, but Byleth's got that, like, tactical... Mind, he's like literally. Biolith's also in been battle.
1: Uh, yeah, not to be spoiler. Biolith, also been doing it his whole life. True. So,
0: yeah, I'll give this to Byleth for sure on this. I, one. I
1: will. I I will, again, I'll go out kicking and screaming, but I'll great also give it to uh,
0: great to fight. To someone, someone animate it, but yeah, yeah please do. T- I think Byleth takes this home. Uh, next, uh, who has the, oh Christ? This is for you. I'm not. T- I'm not fucking touching this. Uh, who has the best feet in Final Fantasy 7 remake?
1: Red thirteen. You Red can only 13. play one franchise for
0: the rest of your life. What oh. is it? <laughs> okay, you can only play one franchise for the rest of your life. What is it? Um I mean I really do hate to say it, but I think it'd have to be actually no, 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 no. I was gonna say Pokemon, no, Legend I, of yes, Zelda. Yes, for you sure. were gonna say Pokemon. I was gonna say pokemon I was I was gonna say Pokemon, but no. If I had to play one for the rest of my life, it'd be Legend of Zelda for sure.
1: Ooh, that was going to be mine. It's between that and, like, I haven't played all the Final Fantasies, obviously, but, like, there's so many of them. Like, I feel like I could be... I could play them and not be bored, but... um, God, that's a tough one. There's not enough Xenoblade games for me to want to play after the rest of my life. There's, like, Pokemon, though. No. Sneaky Mario, just because, like, the worst Mario game is, like, still a top yeah. 200 video game ever made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That That's that's true um yeah like uh, no one has a higher i mean we can both be zelda because
0: like, i feel like i could play zelda for the rest of my life
1: i, I could play breath of the Wild for the rest of my life like, yeah no longer, right <laughs> <laughs> once
0: <laughs> tears of the kingdom comes out just those two games we would need yeah. nothing
1: else yeah honest to god yeah uh right now it'd have to be zelda but again that could change at any time like of course i'm sure if another or arceus type game drops or pokemon it'd be a real conversation but
0: yeah uh next next question uh, what has been your favorite moment this year from your pod? Guest interaction, funny moment, deep conversation, etc. I'm sure there are times that I'm forgetting where you have made me like wheeze laughing. Because I know those There's are just, some of your favorite moments when you fucking actually send me into a heaving fit. I mean, I it
1: wasn't this year, but like every time we talk about the Rayquaza versus Diddy Kong and Fox fight, like I just <laughs> I, I laugh. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh
0: For this me, year, God, I, yeah, I it's, don't it's a remember. little hard. I I think the one that stands out to me is like me making you me recite like going through the story of Xenoblade Chronicles three uh, yeah. chapter five and apparently just, making Eric tear up from my description. I just sat here lifeless
1: as you were just reading because I was just replaying all the events in my head like, I'm like <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want to die now like I don't want to do the show anymore.
0: Yeah. Shout out. Um, Eric. That was a good episode. Uh, also, I think so as, as as as. Weird as it was, the slow and bro skit was was one of dude the that the took most on memorable. a life of its own. Yeah, like <laughs> that's one of our that is that has almost a hundred plays on it now. Like that's I, I insane. That like that's an
1: episode that we that was kind of like a filler episode when we recorded it. Like this this Splatoon three lore, like or the like beginner's guide to Splatoon three, and then we did the slow and bro skit, and like that's all my Discord was for like two of the days <laughs> was people asking for slow and bro, but. That, that that's a good one. Uh, from this season, like I really I said earlier in the episode, I really just in, I love our um Scarlet Blaze route.
0: Yeah, true.
1: That one's good. Uh, speaking of a laugh, um, <laughs> when Eureka says follow the blood scent, like I got you pretty good. <laughs> it's like what?
0: Yeah. Like, what true. did he say? No. It, yeah, that's it was, pretty it good. Um,
1: funny. we don't have a lot of deep conversations on the show, but a lot a lot of laughs, and that's that that's primarily hey, what that, that's what listen. we strive
0: for. So uh, exactly, uh, if there's a lot of that. Then I think we're doing good, but. Yeah. The next question. Uh, Oh, my God. There's so many more. Um, (laughs) uh, What is the best house in three houses and why is it Golden Deer? Uh, Because Golden Deer is the most well-rounded character wise. Like every single character is kind of a dub, even Raphael. Uh, I don't know. Big nuts. Even big nuts. Even big nuts. I think Golden Deer has the most characters, definitely like the most misfit class. And I think that is part of its charm because like a lot of the other, like in Scarlet, like in uh you know Scarlet, Black Bo- e- no, sorry, Scarlet, please. You know, Crimson Bla- Flower, yeah, and like Black Eagles Route and uh and Blue Lions, I just feel like some of the characters more blend in more. Like Ingrid is strikes me as like one that doesn't really sort of stand out to me too much. She's uh, just racist, unfortunately. Like they're all great characters, but you know some of them just more blend together than others. Even in you know because like Lynn Hart and Kaspar, I feel like those are more like. They blend into their house more, but in in Golden Deer, I feel like every single character has, like, so much character on their own, you know? Like, they, they stand out uh, a lot yeah. more. And, yeah, obvi- like, and I also, don't... yeah, that's why. And Claude Von yeah, Regan there's... is just present, uh, yeah, so bet, that just, yeah. yeah.
1: Just, <laughs> yeah he's there, that's just all you really to say. Yeah, I also don't think, like... When you recruit other units, like, nobody has, like, from the Golden Deer house anyway, like, no one has, like, a bad support conversation outside of, like, their house, which is yeah. really impressive. Like, they're all interesting. Like, I, I love the lysithia Edelgard ones about, like, the Crest and the Crest experiments. Like, that one's super freaking cool. Yeah, no, that's, oh, that's great. primarily that's, great. that's primarily in Black Eagles because you recruit Lysithia, yada, yada. But, yeah, again, like, Golden Deer is just, like, it's the perfect blend of nobodies. And mm-hmm. they're, it they're you get to, like, you actually fight the... You fight the Omega Chad boss at the way end. You get the banger music. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's just that's just the route for me personally. I think that's just that complements that story the best. Either that or Silver. No, no. That yeah, if or you're, if you're gonna remember. play
0: one route, play Golden Deer. That, that. exactly. If you're gonna play round yeah. route and no others play Golden Deer. Yeah, they, I 100 I, agree. So next question: uh, If you could have two franchises do a crossover game, what would they be? Whew. Um. Childhood me sets Mario and Sonic just because that's happened. Yeah, but like an actual one, like with an actual story and gameplay, not the Olympic fucking games. Uh, like
1: what if Mario was in frontiers like that'd be badass
0: that I was about to say that, that'd that be cool. There's so many like flash animate, like old school flash animations of like Mario. And I think there was like some sort of animation series. I forget exactly what it's called. But it was like Mario and Sonic, like sort of crossing over worlds and they have to fight like their various villains together. Uh,
1: so who would who would fit into the other person's game better
0: i think i have to be mario going into sonic's world to be honest like mario and like co going into sonic's world but i can see sonic and them going into the mushroom kingdom as well it, it, it's sort of hard yeah i just feel like mario would have a tough time like beating sonic enemies true i don't true. know eh, but I anyway feel- uh, that's a tough one yeah, one one more before I turn it over to you. Uh, I made a tweet yeah, sure. about this, and I think Eric and I talked about it. Uh, I would love to see Sonic and Monster Hunter crossover more, like have an actual crossover game. Sonic would kick some serious ass in that world. Yeah, of course, but because th- I, w- I I think Sonic has some cool enemies that could be interesting hunts, like for a Monster Hunter, like the the final boss of Sonic not Doctor Robotnik specifically. It would be cool to fight like mechanical enemies, though, like like some sort of like mechanical monsters that Doctor Eggman makes, like that the hunters have to fight. That'd be really cool.
1: I'm j- I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of like Jim Carrey's A Hunt in
0: Monster High. Yeah. <laughs> fight the Death Egg Robot. Yeah, that'd be pretty. Fun. Exactly. But specifically, I, I think the tweet I made was like the final boss of Sonic Adventure Two, uh, which was the original Ultimate Life Form, but uh, the Bio Lizard is what it's called that would be a perfect fight, like a perfect crossover fight in Monster Hunter. But having like a whole game of that, if like, say like the Monster Hunter got transported to Sonic's world, I think that would be the ideal crossover uh, okay. for that to work. That That's just a, that's like a crack idea that I've had in like a dream one. So now it's kind of cool. Yeah, what do you think, Colby?
1: It's not so much a crossover. I just want like every game, I just want to see like every game I've ever played and loved with, final fantasy seven remakes combat system mm-hmm. like could you imagine Xenoblade chronicles 3 with that combat system oh, holy it'd be shit great it'd be fantastic. it would be so good like i've thought about like castlevania games could do that like Xenoblade mm-hmm. can do that breath of the wild not so much but i like breath of the wild's combat for it for what it is but like
0: yeah
1: just games like that like i just want to see like seven remakes i've freaking love seven remakes combat system it's so fun to play like i yeah, would just yeah. love to see that happen like I, the next xenoblade game should just have that combat system like yeah, uh, that i agree that would be so freaking fun so that's kind of mine primarily like uh, uh, i want the code for the remake combat system in every video game like ever
0: yeah of course i agree that's a good one uh, this next one's, a, this next one's na- interesting. So I don't, I don't, like, I don't yeah. have an answer for it. <laughs> yeah, if Colby forces if if Tyler forces Colby to play Scarlet and Violet, what's a game Tyler can't stand that Colby can force him through? I try Here's to the force thing. You. Colby recommends games to me all the time and I absolutely love them. Like he recommends games that he knows that I will like. Well, oh, so. that's not true. I did I did I did try to get you
1: to play Origami King and you hated that shit.
0: I did I did that's true, I still have not finished like, that one I, you never will, but that could be your <laughs> answer if you if you like I could force myself through origami King, but like you i guess it I don't say even that you, like it, that game I't it doesn't say that you have to like the game, so you uh, could just force me through origami King.
1: I'm just trying to think of like a game that
0: I don't know I like
1: could, like I don't think that like the the question is you can't stand like you absolutely just you probably a Madden... T-
0: Probably a Madden, to be honest. I would,
1: yeah, I'd make you play like 10 hours of an NBA 2K My Career, and you would just hate every second
0: no, I, of it. I, would, I don't think I would enjoy that one bit, no. No,
1: I, I wouldn't enjoy it one bit, so <laughs> I know for sure you would hate it. But So, yeah, one of those. That that's, that's my answer.
0: Uh, Colby, will you be tackling Xenoblade Chronicles X?
1: Probably not. I don't know a lot about it, but if it ever got a Switch port, which I don't think it has one, it's all it's...
0: It's trapped on the U. Wii U. Yeah.
1: It's trapped on the Wii U. Maybe, but I, 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 no, I haven't considered it. I do have Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I will be starting that soon, I think. I haven't played a video game in a while, actually. Ever since Crisis yeah. Core ended, I just haven't known what to do. So I, yeah, that, I'll probably start Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and then that'll be enough time to get me to wherever the next game is. It'll probably be fire and engage. Which True. I don't know if I'm getting it. I don't know if I'm getting it on release day, to be honest. Uh, I'll get it on release day, and we'll, I'll, it'll be fine. You then you can be like Colby. You have to get this game. It's so good. Then you can have your turn.
0: Uh, I hope that's how. I hope that's how it goes. I that's hope so cool. too. We'll see. Uh, next question. Your favorite video game character has a Pokemon team. What are they running?
1: That's a great question.
0: That is a really so, good question. But like my favorite video game character is a Pokemon. Like it's Grova. What's Grove <laughs> Grova- running? Does he run himself out there? He's he's a lone wolf. Like he really wouldn't have a
1: team he can't um he can't put himself out there for his for his team
0: i mean his team like he, he would fight them himself you know like he wouldn't have a team i mean i guess his team is like the player like his team is the player character and their partner and then like celebi uh is in there too dust noir eventually uh so for the purposes of this we'll say like uh riolu pikachu because those are my yeah. That th- that was my Explorers of Sky team. Uh Celebi, Shiny Celebi specifically, Dusk Noir for his fourth. Himself, so Grovile is his fifth. <laughs> and then the sixth? That's interesting because those are, like he doesn't interact with like anybody else, really. So we could go Sableye, because he eventually turns the Sableye good. Yeah. So we could go Sableye... Uh, we could go Dialga because he eventually helps turn Primal oh Dialga he's... back. Grovile put out Dialga. Yeah, Grovile <laughs> sends out Dialga. Uh, Sableye would... I'll say Sableye just to make Because he already has a Legendary on his team. Or a Mythical, rather, with Celebi. So, yeah. Re- Riolu, Pikachu, uh, Dust Noir, Sableye, Celebi, and himself, Grovile. That would be his his squad. So like the characters, uh, I am
1: kicking around a lot of characters in my head for my favorite character, but I've said that Claude's my favorite character on this show, so mm-hmm. I'll stick with him. Like I'm thinking Mio, like Zach, yeah, Tifa, yeah.
2: Yippee, yippee. <laughs> like I'm thinking
1: all of those, um, I'm thinking all those characters, like Mio would probably be like a second 2A, 2B to Tifa or Cloud or Z. I don't know, but Claude, we'll sure. go with Claude for this one. He would be a, I think he's a flying specialist, with obviously. Barbarossa, yeah, for sure. So his ace, like, I feel like like I want to give him a legendary and a starter. I feel like a perfect legendary for him is Reshiram.
0: Yeah, because that's the ideals Pokemon. So I think. Yeah. That, or is that true? So I, Which one is ideals? Oh, God. Um, it's one of those two. He's either getting
1: Zekrom yeah, or Yeah, Anyway, and, and besides uh, so, Golden
0: Fire is his Three Hopes route. So fire is sort of in there as well.
1: That's why I was kind of going with um Okay. With him jesus 10 foot 6 730 yeah, man. pounds reshiram that could Ooh. that could be because um, he, he needs is a white, the truth
0: he, needs... he is truth zekrom's oh, ideals okay so, so so i guess he'd rock Zekrom. yeah but like reshiram is also a white dragon so he could i, I mean black dragon's pretty yeah pretty cool. but i don't know i guess whatever you want this is your session section so
1: i will give him reshiram i think that's I think a fit well. for him yes um so he's flying, so he has to have Star Raptor Star by Raptor, default, of
0: course. Very reliable. Do you want to give uh, you could you could give him problem. Pokemon that represent his house if you want, like each each of his house members.
1: Deerling, or or like, Deerling? or like he has Deerling or like something, on
0: his team. yeah. If you want to give him a full, okay, bolt. yeah,
1: whatever the best deer Pokemon is, he has to have that. Uh, he'll have. <laughs> um, he can have um. Hitmonchan for Raphael. Okay,
0: Hitmonchan. It's good.
1: For Raphael, yeah. What's like the what's the most like pathetic Pokemon that could I be mean, it, Ignaz?
0: Ignatz is an archer and as is as is Decidui. So you could do that as a starter is Decidui.
1: Ooh, I like that. Yeah, because I want to have him flying starter. And it also it's an archer, so it has the Ignatz
0: theme. Yeah. That's perfect.
1: Decidui is a good one. And it clauses to take yeah. So was that like uh,
0: star after hitmon shan and deciduo? Oh, and Sawsbuck is fine.
1: Okay, oh, okay, so I need one more. So, who which cat, which house, which, which um, or member should I pick?
0: From Hilda, here? I assume. I, I oh, mean, dude, Tinkaton, wh- Tinkaton for Hilda. Absolutely, that's right, that's perfect. That's the team, that's perfect. That's press clouds, that's Claude's team. Yeah, right? no, that's so resuram deciduo, I sawsbuck hitmon shan. Uh, Star Raptor, and Tinkerton. Tinker, yeah, you know, that's fantastic. All right, that's, that's great. the team. All right, uh, perfect. Very that's a good question, question. A good question. You, Uh, next up, uh, what's your dream guest on the show? Joe Zija. Joe, Zija. Joe
1: Zija, Yeah, for sure. Yep, Speaking
0: of Claude, uh, Colby, will you be having a lesson plan revolving around Final Fantasy VII lore?
1: If if the if the over under was like <laughs> half for my the rest of my life, will I teach a class on FF Seven? I think I would have to take the. Oh over. really? I think it. I think it'll happen at
0: some point. Let in me at my least life, zoom into that class. I'd like to be there for that. Uh, you you can be on call for sure. Oh, see. What is this? Which Pokemon has the best smelling feet? Do you just want to read my? This is and fucked move up. On? Yeah. Let's let's move on. <laughs> oh fuck wait that's a whole question i thought oh christ i thought that was the next section okay last last that question a let's good end question. with a complicated one you awake to a magical wizard that's floating Jared above says. you. he informs you that you have won the magical lottery <laughs> you will now you will yeah. now and for eternity have free video games if you so choose but every time you finish a game you must eradicate another game from your live of your library from existence forever if having every game available to you, what are you playing first? And what are you eradicating from existence forever for everyone?
1: So look at the wording's weird. So do if we play a game, do we eradicate a game from the minds of everybody who's ever lived forever or just our I guess own minds from
0: the I guess it's from for everybody.
1: Damn. OK, what game am I playing first? I haven't played yet. Um, um God, that's a. It would have been, I mean, I I can say remake for
0: mine because I only just started it. Okay, Uh, one of of? the Zelda CD games. Like, (laughs) yeah, like one of those shitty ones, it will get rid of a lot of memes for sure, but I feel like it's better for everybody.
1: I will, I'll do you a favor. I will play.
2: Hmm
0: definitely you seem like you have to think a lot about this favor <laughs> I'll play Ocarina oh. of
1: Time like if I could hop in a time machine and play it back when it first came out because I'd be way more willing to play it than I am now
0: and I will eliminate Sonic 06 Ooh, that's an interesting one erase it so that it never happened That I wonder what would that would do to Sonic's reputation not, not not kill, kill it. it. I, I, that would just be so so interesting to live in a world without Sonic 06. or to mess with our producer. I get rid of. I I pick two games and get rid of both. Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ! It just become menacing, dude. That's villain behavior right there. Also, we could get rid of Origami that, that King just to you know further the joke of this podcast.
1: Mario Golf Super Rush, we, we can get, get rid that of that shit as too. As well. We can do. We can do a lot of good things we, for the we world We really with this could. Power. That's
0: true. Thank you, Jared. But there is a second part to this question. Oh, wait, no, there isn't. That's yours. Never mind. I lied. You can cut that out. Um, uh, that's yeah, all. That, fifteen.
1: That's, that's fifteen questions with play that's along. All podcast. fifteen,
0: uh, Jared. We hope we did them all justice. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. We didn't, but I, some of some of that's for the better. some of that is for the better. But regardless, thank you very much for for sending for sending those in uh we We really appreciate getting to network with you uh this uh this year. We hope to do it uh, much more in the future and uh, you always have a seat at our uh, table should you ever desire it so yeah that's all the that's all the
1: Twitter questions so thank you to everyone who submitted. much appreciated again now let's let's put a bow on this show because <laughs> I'm sure you guys. I'm sure you guys are tired of our episodes being so long, but all right, we can finish this up with best moment in a game we played this year and the game of the year. I say we start with, what award do you think is more exciting, actually, come to think of it? I mean, we definitely
0: have to do best moment before we, we have to do best moment before we give out the game of the year. I was just thinking, everyone knows the game of the year. So I was thinking we maybe changed up a little bit. But but we we, we should do best moment first, I think, just to keep the integrity of uh, of what we've got going here. So. All right. Who wants to start? Yeah, let's start with honorable mentions. Uh, I'll go first. So I think I only have two and you have three here. So my honorable mentions were. uh, One is from Dying Light 2, and it is climbing the VNC tower. Uh, That is a, Probably one of the most climactic sections of the game, where you have to climb this massive radio tower, you know, from ground level to all the way up. It's the tallest building in the game, uh, and it's filled with volatiles. There's a whole like, there's so many story events that happen. This is where you get the grappling hook for the first time, and this is also where the track empowering yourself uh, comes in. That was another one of the tracks we were. Thinking, uh, that I was thinking about for my nomination for best track, uh, and this, again, an amazing track. Uh, it, it sort of does what it says on the tin. It really feels like you are empowering yourself as you are climbing ever higher and higher, uh, using your new tools. You, you know, keeping the momentum up above impossible heights uh, of this tower, where like one wrong move and you're being careened down to to the to the ground. <laughs> And with the dynamic music system of Dying Light Two, uh, it just—it's just so beautiful. It's such an amazing moment. And at the top, you have a really pivotal choice for the rest of the game. Just a super memorable moment uh, that made that game what it was for me personally. And the second one is the game is the moment that made Scarlet and Violet uh, the game that it means to me, and that is uh, the Mabostiff scene uh, at the near the end of the Path of Legend story. Uh, where you, you you help Arvin succeed in the uh the healing of his partner Mabostiff after all this journeying around and finding all of these Herba Mystica together. You get this incredibly touching cutscene of Mabostiff bringing his favorite ball back to Arvin for the first time in however long, and Arvin just, you know, breaks down crying and, and, and petting his is his buddy while you look on and also pet your uh, your traveling companion as well since they have sort of healed together at the same time. And uh, it's absolutely probably the best moment in Scarlet and Violet for me. Personally, it's secured Arvin as like my favorite character in the game, but also how was there no voice acting? for? Like it just really puts into stark perspective that if there was voice acting, I may have shed a tear because that's how good the scene was. But unfortunately... It was just completely silent. The music was great in the background, but it, is, it, it really is starting to get jarring with these beautifully animated cutscenes with just mouth movements and nothing <laughs> coming out of them. But you can hear like all the footsteps and every single movement, like the crumple of the clothes of the people as they, you know, do their thing, but no voices. So uh, that those are my two honorable mentions. So Colby, what about you?
1: I have three. Just added one like literally five mm-hmm. minutes ago, but... My first one was going to uh Noctis First Leviathan for Final Fantasy 15. That is just <laughs> like just so yeah. epic. That fight is so freaking cool. It uh, comes at like the climax of the story, and a lot of people say the game falls off drastically after that portion or even during that portion. Like in that fight, the game becomes a lot worse. But I that, that fight was so cool. It's epic. I love the music, yeah. everything about it. Speaking of epic, love the music and everything about it. Ending of Crisis yeah. Core. Final Fantasy 7 Reunion. It's the same as the OG ending, but still, like, the fighting has done so much better. The music is perfect. We talked about Price of Freedom already, but such a great final yeah. tune for that character and such a great final song. Like, the DMW, like, when he's getting beat and, like, the, only the Aerith one is left and it's, like, just hanging on. And then, God, the part where he is, like, he's beaten and you're still playing the game and you can, like, barely swing the sword and you're just getting yeah. lit up. Like, that's just done so well, too. And the voice acting is perfect at the it's, end of that. So that gets another. That's Yeah, my I saw a,
0: a YouTube, like a comment on a YouTube video because I was watching people react to Final Fantasy VII Remake, the the Zack reveal, like, uh, at the end of the game. And I saw a comment. It was like, Sephiroth is loved. Cloud is loved. Tifa is loved. Zack is pretty much revered at this point uh, in Final Fantasy lore. And, yeah. and playing Crisis Core for the first time, I could definitely see why. It, it was a fantastic... Uh, moment to end that character with. And now he and now he's fucking yeah, and then back. A, a moment, now it's like what the hell is gonna happen now. Now he's back. So now he's back. Zach is back.
1: And then a moment we could have nominated but chose not to um talked about this a little bit earlier with the best line. Uh this is definitely the best part of this game I think and that is Sothis and Biofusing for the first time in three hopes. Just just, just badass. Just rocking just badass.
0: Shez's world uh immediately giving him the business. It, it was just so cool to like, see. Sp- sorry, this is yours. You should probably <laughs> explain this. I'm sorry. I...
1: No, no. You're 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 gonna say yeah. exactly what I'm gonna say. It was just so cool to see like that happen again, and like seeing Cassandra Lee Morris speak through the vessel of Byleth and like a much more menacing and aggressive side of Sothis, which I, I just I I love that. Again, like I hate that it was so undervalued and underexplored in the game, but
0: she's on the freaking box. You're barely like, doing, you're barely anything, doing with anything with it. Yeah. it. It's. It's also so cool to but, see yeah, divine that's, that's so pulse good. from like an outsider's perspective. Because oh, it's, it's like, so freaky.
1: But it's, awesome. it's like she's
0: not teleporting; she's stopping time. She could do whatever she wants to you, and you wouldn't even fucking know. Uh, yeah, in gameplay and yeah, in exactly. Game. She just just seeing divine pulse like that, seeing the full seeing the full power of the ashen demon. It's like yeah, I know why people are scared of this. So it it was a fantastic scene, but unfortunately just fell short of the final nominations. So let's get on to those. That's what you're here for. So my my personal, uh, you know, uh, addition to the potluck here was um, the uh, Volo battle from Pokemon Legends Arceus. Is that is that G-Wagon? That is G-Wagon. Yes, it's all sort of one giant fight because. Volo essentially fights with eight Pokemon and two of them are Garatina. So. Um, origin. Yeah. And or- altered form. and then origin. Yes. Um, That's it's awesome. quite possibly the best Pokemon battle in the series because it has that difficulty that, you know, everyone loves with red, uh, you know, as the final battle on top of Mount Silver. Uh, not in the fact that it's, like, stupidly high level, but in the fact that he's, like, the only Pokemon trainer, or they're called Pokemon wielders in this game, but he's the only wielder that, like, has six Pokemon. Like, no one, like, you are the best battler because you come from a time where battling is, you know, commonplace. You know, no one else can really stand a chance against you, but this guy rocks in with, like, six fully evolved Pokemon, and it's Cynthia's team. Like he's the ancestor to Cynthia, and he, it this is Cynthia's team. So you got your Garchomp, you got your Spirit You got your Spiritomb lead, you got your Garchomp, you got your stat boosting Togekiss. Uh you got your Milotic, I believe. You got your Lucario, you got your Roserade, I believe. Something Gastrodon, no, Gastrodon is replaced with a uh a Hisuian Arcanine uh for Volo's team. So that's the only Pokemon that's different. Uh but like the music, dude, is just it's like it's Cynthia's like intro th- theme. So like the piano. But made into a battle theme. Like it <laughs> is chilling. And, you know, with the agile and strong style battle system, that this game has.
1: I think our producer's about to call
0: back in and say we change. Yeah, track right. Again. Uh, but <laughs> like the battle music is chilling uh, and it is like it's on our document, like the versus of Olo battle wasn't contention at a time. But I feel like the moment is better than the music itself, which is kind of hard to do in Pokemon. Yeah. But like this was so crazy, and you beat you beat them right at that point. Like if you just follow the game and don't do any grinding, you will probably barely beat him. But then he's like, you know what the f-? He, like he goes crazy like what the hell is going on? It's like Arceus spit you out of the time space vortex specifically to get in my way. Uh, but then he sort of. He's like, but it's not over yet. And then fucking Giratina emerges from a portal behind him. Beautifully animated cutscene of the two together. Because the two are partners in this endeavor, you know. Volo set Giratina free to pull open this time space. You have to have a chance to get back at Arceus for banishing it. So the two are in cahoots. And then Giratina comes out in its altered form. Uh, and just, and your Pokemon don't heal, by the way. Like between Volo battle and this, your Pokemon don't heal. So, he, so could he could just immediately your wreck your shit. I tried this battle 10 times before I beat it. That's how hard it was. And not only... So you have to beat Giratina Altered Form, but then when you reduce his HP to zero, you know he falls back and then the music shifts into the distortion world. And then this crazy guitar riff comes in as Giratina gets back on his feet and transforms into his origin form and regains all its health back. Now this is the final phase. And like the moves are so like Phantom Force or like Shadow Force or whatever his his move is, uh, so not only is it like a two turn thing still, or I think it's a two turn. I think it might be one turn in this game. But regardless, uh, after he uses it, it like obscures him. So the your act so its evasion basically boosts itself every time it uses Shadow Force. So oh, it is just a brutally hard fight, but. So, so rewarding when you beat it all the way through. Such an amazing final battle to Pokemon Legends Arceus. Definitely like cementing it as my favorite Pokemon game. That like that battle is the reason. So it had to be my nomination for this.
1: Well said. My nomination is from Xenoblade Chronicles 3, actually. So mine is the chapter one battle between... Kevis and Agnes special forces when Mio, no, Mio and company and Noah and party first meet I think this is one of the best moments in the game like I love chapter one specifically specifically mm-hmm. for this fight again the combat's not it's not fun to play per se but like it's yeah. fun to watch and the watching is really what I'm getting at here so like just seeing them go at each other and I don't know I just I can't really explain I love the, the Mio versus Noah fight it's just it's so freaking good like how Noah just finds out her rhythm, finds out her pattern. Like I said on the Xenoblade Chronicles episode, I'm like, beat her ass. And I'm like, now, Wait, now no. I'm looking back. I'm like, thank God <laughs> yeah, he right. didn't. But like, not, <laughs> no, but it's just such a good, such a good fight. Like, I think like Mio literally like bitch slaps Uni out of the way <laughs> at one point because she's just so fast. Like Senna's like trying, Senna and Lance are like having a, you
0: know, muscle fight. Just like steroid
1: yeah. off. Yeah, basically a muscle fight. Ty, like, ty, Uni's like shit talking tie on the entire time. It's just, it's a great way for those, characters to meet in that world. So that is my honorable mention. Chapter one, Xenoblade Chronicles three, that specific encounter. Not to mention that at the end of it, you get the Ouroboros, the Ouroboros Stone, you interlink for the first time, you meet Guernica, you get you then you're sent off on yes. your quest. So Right behind it would be like the icebreaker scenes. I love that scene too. But uh, this
0: one, between those two, this one just has to take Uh, it. I definitely am with you on that one. But now we have, I I don't have anything else to add. Like you you said everything I liked about that scene. Uh, So (laughs) the ones that we uh, chose together. uh, First one was the opening of Kirby and the Forgotten Land. A game you probably thought we forgot about at this point in the yeah, recording. Yeah, like looking back on this, because I think you were the one who brought this up initially, and I was like, ah, I don't know. Are you sure about that? But then I sort of thought about it a bit more, and I was like, honestly, like it really was good. Because, like, Kirby, you know, he had had some okay, like, none of the Kirby games are really bad, right? It's sort of like Mario, but no. You know, after the last, like, what was it, Star Allies? Like, it was good, but it wasn't like, anything crazy you know what i mean yeah like for, for kirby doesn't have any bad
1: games but it also doesn't really have an odyssey it doesn't have a galaxy it doesn't have a 64 it doesn't have like a
0: standout really. But like forgotten land like that opening was just such an amazing way to like really show that hey this is different like like this this game ne- demands your attention and we're going to show you why and yeah. uh this game's fun. Yeah, no, like, damn it. And the it was first level was fun. fantastic. You know, you the first time you do the uh, <laughs> the in the, the car mode, uh Carby, Carby the first time you <laughs> see that is a fantastic cutscene. And the the vocal opening. You know, the, the 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 this this game has a fucking anime opening. Uh with it with does. Kirby driving down the abandoned highways. You just get a, a good view of this like destroyed world. you've been transported to uh and it it, it's just a fantastic opening to the game like it gives you the energy like yeah you're you are about to have a good time so stay tuned like stick with it yeah it's gonna be great
1: yeah like the mo like they kind of give you the thing so you crash on the island you kind of have like tutorial like in the woods woods where they tell you all the controls then you step out in the open you see like the giant city and the giant landscape that's like all right you're on your own like have fun go play a video game and yeah, that moment for me is just that all the way up to getting like saving the waddledees in the cages and you do the dance for the first time like that entire just like opening 20 30 minutes is really stood out for me. Oh, even like some of like Kirby's is a game that we you know we we did an episode on, we talked about it, kind of brushed it aside after that. This moment right here really freaking good and that game is is really freaking good. I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah,
0: as first. a as a as a dm a dungeon master oddly enough uh it kind of feel it kind of gives me the same feeling now that i'm doing these session zeros for my new campaign uh where it's like you know session zero for each character it's like all right let's introduce you to the world let's get you to this point but then it's like session one is like here go uh you have this whole like go 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 play so that that it sort of gave me that feeling and i thought that was an interesting anecdote but yeah that that's our first (laughs) okay what? Just reading our next two yeah, nominations. Yeah, so these just next track. two, um, these last two nominations will be very familiar because it was a very similar battle that happened in the best uh, track category. Uh, and those are... Best track, best line. Like, surprise, the pro- these, t- moment, these,
1: these
2: two moments.
0: points in this game are just, they live rent-free in our head. But this is the moment of truth where we get to decide between them. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 the ending cutscene or Xenoblade Chronicles 3 the final chapter 5 cutscene. Like we don't need to explain what these are anymore. Because we already explained like everything about them in every other category that like the track was in or the lines were in and all that. Do you want to say on three because I have mine. Do you have yours? <sighs> but between them? Yeah I... Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah.
1: All right, I'll let you count down, and I'll say it. Both on three. of us are
0: gonna say it on three. Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one. Ending cutscene. And ending. yeah, ending cutscene. Okay. There we go. Um. Y- uh, yeah. Even though, ch- yeah. I I feel like I, if we're not gonna talk about like
1: why they're there, I feel like we should talk about why the ending is above. Is better yeah. Than the chapter five final sequence. Don't get me wrong. Chapter five is like peak video game. Fiction, oh yeah, in my opinion, it's that yeah. freaking good. But I don't know something about like you beat the final boss, you've overcome all this turmoil and hell from this world, you do everything that heroes do, and you still can't be happy at the end of it. That just gets at me, and like that, like if we got a happy ending, I'd be pumped. I probably wouldn't have thought about this game as much as I did after I beat it. If we did get a happy ending where if like at the end of the day, they find a way to keep the worlds in stasis or they go back to their respective worlds. We can still see each other. Like the fact that they don't get that and they have to be separate and Noah and Mio can't be together and like the worlds are going to pull apart. Like that's just like it because that's the feeling like that's the feeling of me staring at the title screen after the credits roll like just staring at it like what just happened and like just contemplating my life like because if we would got a happy ending i would have been so happy watching the credits i would when it hit the title screen i would have been like oh i'm gonna go back and do some side quests or i would have been like oh this and that no i like (laughs) sat at my at the on the end of my bed and just stared at my television screen and like didn't know what to do and like that's that moment is why like that moment is why Everyone I've talked to is just on their hands and knees, including you, begging Takahashi for DLC that takes place after the yep. events of the story and not before and somehow gets us answers to questions. But, like, the more I talk about it, the more I think it's not even close. Like, I think that it has to be the ending cutscene of the game. That's what really delivers the final punch, and that delivers the punch that makes you think of this game
0: for the yeah, rest of your like- life. I have to agree with you it's absolutely the reason that I will remember this game forever like it is that like the chapter 5 cutscene was my first tears of the game and this yeah. was the final ones um you know the the ending cutscene we didn't have anything from the ending cutscene in the final line like there wasn't any like zingers or anything there was maybe like the sort of joint line between Mio and Noah saying that you know even if their worlds apart they won't let go their feelings forever interlinked i
1: think it's more of like i think it's more a visual because like they have the hands yeah. and the hands pull away that's kind of like that that would be like as good as any exactly line and said.
0: obviously you have the vignettes between uh each of the pairs and you know talking about how they feel about each other um it's just and i have seen like lore videos like if you think that this isn't a happy ending you know you you know you're not exactly right because you know the worlds will eventually come back together and they and they will see each other again. Uh, even the line, even the lines like in the in the song in in where we belong say as such, and you know I mean but, but like it how
2: do know, you know that? that's like
0: the thing like that ending scene I see it in every comment section on that on like YouTube videos covering this cutscene. That cutscene shows that we all have a little bit of Mobius in us because in that moment we wanted things to stay as they were forever. Like we, we did not want Mm -hmm. anything to change. Even the characters had a little bit of Mobius still in them because they ran back for
4: They ran ran back for
0: each other despite everything. Almost. Yeah. Almost as if to say like, Oh no, we messed up. Just, just to have any amount of seconds more with each other. They all love each other so much. Like it's not just like pairs, you know, it's not just like Noah and Mio uh, tie on and, uni senna and lands like it's not just those pairs they all like have interconnected feelings of love for each other and
2: yeah they're, they're, a, they're a
0: team they're they're a family at that point and just seeing all of them um i cannot talk about the fucking running scene without it's just
2: it's just it shatters just, your heart it just shatters your
0: heart obvious and like in lore like you know the the two queens can can communicate through this like light they can communicate across dimensions and you know if that is possible you know what else might be possible maybe travel between them could eventually happen but it's that uncertainty right it's the it's mm-hmm. the un it's the fear of the unknown that's the greatest human fear and it's the, it's the fear for them as well that that's why they run you know But just like any amount mm-hmm. of time with each other before this unknown comes would be enough and like we can talk we could talk about the scene for an entire episode
1: we can talk about chapter we five could, scene for yes. the entire episode. They're, like, they're both, both that good, good, but
0: like this scene just made me think about life like so much. Like I, like, I, I, I did the same yeah. thing. I, I don't listen. I'm not. It, it was three a.m. Like I, I finished this game at like <laughs> three in the morning. I can, I can't go. I can't go to bed now. Like, I, just, I can't like, go to bed. Like that's what a normal person would do. I'm not a normal. I was person. just like crisscross applesauce on the end of my bed, just tears running down my face, sniffling and like that's when i knew like this game is like probably one of my favorite games of all time one or two <laughs> like yeah. nothing yeah like honestly like, how do you come out how do you come out and fucking drop this and it's just <laughs> it's amazing and i think i think we're going to be it. beating a dead horse if we talk too much more about it cuz we're going to keep going back and just saying the same thing over and over again but it really couldn't be anything but that obviously chapter five was close like the you know that was an emotional hit but that was like you know that was like the that was Mm -hmm. the rock bottom moment this is the end but it's still you know like this is the end like it's still a a sad moment but in a different way you know it's like it's bittersweet it's the definition of bittersweet like like yeah, bittersweet sure. is almost too tame of a term to use for the emotions that this arose, <laughs> but it's you're not wrong. It's just so good, guys. Like plays Xenoblade Chronicles three, please.
2: Yeah, all right, game, game of, of the of year.
0: The year.
1: Right, we don't have to. We don't have to harp on this too long, but we don't have any honorable mentions. Although I am wondering how Elden Ring got in this conversation. Do you care to explain? Uh,
0: I mean, <laughs> for me. Like this, this is my Elden Ring is absolutely fantastic game. Uh, I absolutely love the lore. Like I, I have so many theories on the lore of myself and I love watching videos about like, you know, the story because the story is deliberately open-ended. This is my first FromSoft game. Like there's a reason it won the actual game of the year. Like i you know, we, all of us love to shit on the games. Like, Oh, we, you know, mine didn't get picked. This game is nothing compared to this game, but Elden Ring is a, is, it is a masterpiece. It really is. In, in game design, in, in world building, in attention to detail, in just expansiveness and size, everything. Uh, it is that good of a game. And even if you've never played a Frontsoft game before, yes, it's difficult, but like everyone deserves to play Elden Ring. Like, it's on PS5, I will buy it for you You know, on your birthday, so you can play it. Uh, even if you don't play it all the way through, because I know you're going to be busy, I will get it for you. It is that good.
1: I appreciate that, buddy, but I don't know. I'll think about it. Anyway, I'll think about yeah. it. All right. Um, next one. Um, Splatoon 3, a game that we both played this year. Uh, we played mm-hmm. together a lot. You've played the main story. I have not, as previously stated, that got backlogged by Seal the Chronicles 3, but Splatoon 3, it was my first, it's my first ever Splatoon game. Um, we haven't played much since. We probably should get back to playing some because I actually do enjoy yeah, playing online yes. a lot. So I, it's just a really freaking fun game and it's a, it's a great shooter for like that is like the perfect Nintendo like third person like online shooter type game. I love that game. Really fun to play. Would would absolutely if you ever anyone ever text me like, hey you wanna play Splatoon, I'm like yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. It's just I, I would only play with friends, honestly. It's one of those like mm-hmm. online niche games for me personally. Like main story, you've talked up a very great deal. I'll check it out maybe one day, but yeah, Splatoon 3 is just a lot yeah. of fun. And I think for I think for a lot of people this would be their pick for
0: uh, it. Really is just like the best deal in gaming. Like you get a very robust multiplayer that is constantly being updated and supported. Obviously the servers are kind of shit sometimes, uh, but yeah, you know even won't. despite that we still have a lot of fun playing it. Uh, you know very robust multiplayer, very you know fantastic graphics. Honestly for the, for the Switch, very good, very you know a, a yeah, fantastic style rather. That's what I'm trying to go for. Great, Great soundtrack, amazing soundtrack. I was about to say it. Multiplayer, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like a better Call of Duty, honestly, uh, a, a lot less vulgar. Because yeah, now you into. get a great multiplayer. You get a fantastic story mode with lots of lore, like a fantastic world that has been built over the course of these three games. That there's so much lore for, uh, and 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 amazing characters as well. Uh, and you get a horde mode, like a, you get co-op like horde mode with Salmon Run as well that is also super robust and and very well made like it it is probably the best deal in gaming right now is that game like you get all of that for the price of a 60 dollars game which is just absolutely fantastic and it is you know we didn't talk a lot we'd like it one of it was one you know it, it had some contenders for like different categories like we had the final for me, I, I put the final battle of that game into, like, best moment. Uh, the final track, uh, Calamari Incantation 3 mix, I put in contention for best track. Uh, even though it didn't win those awards, just the culmination of all of that definitely at least gives it a spot for game of the year because it is it is just that good.
1: Yeah, completely agree. Uh, just touching on this one a little bit, but we'll get into uh, mm-hmm. a little bit more here. Not too much longer. We don't keep you guys any longer. We've kept you. Kirby and Forgotten Land. A great reset for the Kirby franchise. I love this game. I love the direction they're going. It's a ton of fun to play. It's a lot of fun to look at. Has so much charm. A, a huge step up from Star Allies. Obviously goes without saying, uh, I love Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, I, I'm really happy I went back and replayed and finished it. I'm happy we both played and finished it because I think we both had a really good time with it. So, with that said... <laughs>
0: You're, we, you're, uh, you're cutting out hard by the way do we need
1: to oh shit my bad do you want me to re- do you want me to redo that all that then
0: you're still cutting out like really bad right now
1: hang on let me check my
0: audio settings okay you're you're back stable right now how do i sound you sound worse
1: Interesting, because I, I, I'm i pretty good on my end. It's not like you're cutting out at all or anything. I mean, I mean
0: hey, we're, that's why we do independent audio, but... Uh, hang on,
1: I'll hop on the... I'll hop on my own hotspot, see if that changes anything. Is that good? Is that better?
0: Uh, I can hear you. Like, you sound the same, but, like, you know, I already have kind of weird quality with my AirPods in, so... Oh, but you're you're, you're stable now.
1: Where did where did did I lose you?
0: Uh, when you started talking about uh forgotten lands, sort of.
1: Okay, I'll just redo um Kirby and Forgotten Land
0: then. So all right, one,
1: Uh, third one up. We just kind of touched on this one here a little bit, but we'll get into a little more detail here. I don't want to keep everyone here too long. It's already been almost three hours. Kirby and Forgotten Land a game that I really enjoyed playing this year, a huge step up from star allies, a great step forward for the Kirby franchise. A lot of, a lot of fun to play. A lot of fun to look at has plenty of charm with Waddle Dee town, plenty of replayability with the collectibles and a lot of post game that I haven't dived into at any, but might make that priority uh, for the upcoming year to get into some of that. But, yeah, Kirby Forgotten Land, Very, just like Splatoon 3, uh, very much deserving of being here. A game that kind of fell through the cracks as it came out all the way back in March, but nonetheless, a really fun experience and a really good game. Yeah, a
0: deceptively long game, because there are lots of like bosses and yeah. challenges and ways to 100% the game. Uh, collectibles, like you said, secret areas, uh, all, all sorts of stuff that neither of us have really dove into too much, but uh, looking at online and everything, there's a good amount of content. Uh, there and like you said an amazing revival for the kirby series not that again like none of the kirby games are really bad like this isn't like a like you know i'd say a sonic where like some of sonic games are objectively like really poor in quality from like
2: just a good good, shake-up for the series exactly
0: yeah a good step forward rather is a better word than a revival i'd say but yeah you know, sort sure. of like op- more open Kirby levels. Like it was a really, really fun time. And uh, I, I definitely hope that's the direction they keep going in the future. But. Me too. Me too. Uh, there's there there's only, only one. one possible. You all knew what it was going to be when the episode started. Let's all be honest here. Yeah, it's true. But. For the sake of the ceremony. I would love to. Cut. What were you going to say? I was gonna say, come on up, Takahashi,
1: except yep, yep. your reward, come on buddy. Up. He was when, when game of the when Switch it up game of the year, like he he started shaking hands already. Like he wasn't wasting yeah, any no, time. Uh,
0: come on up, Mister Takahashi, because we would love to present. Uh, we have the great honor to present the Switch it up game of the year award to Xenoblade Chronicles three. I <sighs>
1: right, just to put one big ass bow on this game for the show at <laughs> the moment. Um, it's. One, it's just one of my favorite games that's ever been made. Honestly, it completely re, re reinvigorated my love for Xenoblade games. Like I said it on the, I said at the end of the Xenoblade Chronicle strips so I'll say here. Like next Xeno anything, like right there. I am there. <laughs> <laughs> I write like day one pushing children yeah. over, getting to the front of the line. It made me go back and buy two. It made me respark re- my interest in one. This game is just a storytelling narrative masterpiece, and I anyone with the slightest interest in JRPGs, you you need to play as on a Switch. It's a top tier, like Fire Emblem Three Houses, good JRPG on the Switch. Like it's, it's in that yeah. conversation. It's in the conversation for best JRPG of, not just this year but of the Switch's lifetime. So yeah, that's my final take on the game. You know how
0: I feel yeah, about it. I. I'll try and make it quick. I, I, I am famously so very brief when I talk about this game, but you are. I mean, yeah, I can't believe I almost didn't get this game. like i I really was so close to not getting this game, and i'm I'm glad I was in the timeline where I was able to play it uh, at the time that I did because God, it it's just so fucking good. It's not perfect, obviously. Gameplay is a little, you know, not fun sometimes. Uh Goddamn, you know, who cares Yeah, games? like who <laughs> cares? like who gives a shit? Honest to God, like all of that is absolutely pales in comparison to the astronomical highs in the storytelling department, uh, the voice acting department, every single narrative part of this game is so incredible. and it's probably one of the best video game stories ever told. Uh, I have not played The Last of Us. I have not played through all of Final Fantasy VII, but at least in the games that I have ever played, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, is cream of the crop, top of the line, quality story. It's what I've been telling everyone that's, you know, video games are such good storytelling devices and this game proves why. It is just so gorgeously and perfectly, like tightly, consistently written and I I just can't believe that they fucking pulled something like this off. Yeah, I feel like that's a
1: great place to tie the bow and send it off. And, you know, it'll be back in July for the best favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Retrospected, I'm pretty freaking confident in saying that. So yeah. it, there was no other options. The Chronicles three. uh, Just the best game that came out this year, I think. I, I really do think that. So. That said, that is the end of the show. That is the 2022 recap and the Switch It Up Game Awards three hours later, as has become per tradition these <laughs> past couple episodes. Yeah. But you know what? If we're not going to be here all the time when we are here, we're going to give you the best we got. So that's just kind of the deal we have to make these days now.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we're we want to be here... Uh, for, for a good, for a good little bit, uh, per session, if we're not going to be here all the time. So yeah, I basically just regurg- yeah, I exactly. regurgitated what Colby said, but so yeah, what he said.
1: Yeah. Just break up the episode, bookmark it. We don't take offense, uh, do whatever you gotta do to get through it, man. Cause you know, we're not here. We may not be here all the time, but God when we are here, we're going to have, we, a we good are going to stick recording. around. And that's for a exactly little. what we <laughs> yeah. do every time. Exactly. So that's going to do it. Uh, again, Thank you all for an amazing 2022. Um a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknowns of twenty twenty three, but one thing is for sure. Switch it up will be here, switch it up will be putting out content whenever it is most convenient and available, both together, collabs, individual projects, whatever it may be. We are we are gonna be back for a season four, season five. We renewed our contract very recently. But yeah, just again, thank you all so much for all the moments this year for 10,000 downloads for all the friends and for all the friends and the community we found and become a part of it's, it's been great. And I couldn't have thought of a better episode to close it out with.
0: Yeah. I was about to say it's, we've had some friends on this episode. We, we, we referenced a lot of people. We got their questions in and answered them. Uh, I feel like a lot of the podcasts in our circle are really do are really are thriving just because of all the community activities we've been doing with each other. Um, uh, going on people's podcasts and just being you know regulars on other airwaves it's something i never really thought about as like a possibility like oh yeah collabs are going to be a huge part of of what i like about this show but really uh they have been and you know we just hope that you guys enjoy listening uh as much as we enjoy creating uh this content to to put out there so yeah thanks for thanks for a good year everybody we'll We'll definitely yeah. make sure to, to stick around for, for this coming year as well.
1: Yeah, that said, be on the lookout for us on the Friday Night Gamecast here in the middle of January. We were on for a great chat there. Also, almost three hours, I think. But um, we were talking about talking about Pokemon Black and White, another great conversation. I recorded that for my mom and dad's closet, so that was mm-hmm. interesting. But uh, Tyler, any final words before we send the good people off? Um, all the links are down in the description below for social media. Uh, Switch it up account on Twitter. Instagram is on life support, but the Twitter has been, Twitter has been spiced up lately. So highly recommend you check that out.
0: Yeah. I mean, other than that, uh, you know, all of the podcast socials will be in the description as always. Uh, I also did this one last time for 2022. Uh, thank you all. uh, We call our secret audience for, for staying all the way to the end of all these long ass episodes. Uh, we really do appreciate you guys. And if you want to support the show in, in, uh, in a direct way, as always, and will probably be in the future, the best way to do that is to leave a review on your podcasting uh, listening platform of choice. Uh, you know, just a just a star review, or if you're feeling real spicy, you can go over to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave a detailed review, uh, suggestions for the podcast, comments on the content, anything to help us cater the content to what you guys want to see. Uh, and yeah that's about all from me. So uh, one last big heartfelt thank you to all of you for, you know, whether it be our, our our listeners, our new friends that we've made uh, in our, in our podcasting circle. Thank you all for, for an amazing year. And uh, we hope to see you all in the year to come as well. So yeah, have a
1: good one gamers.